Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 181 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hubbard, and who's... Hi. Uh, you know, I was trying to come up with something that works for time in a song, and it's not... It's about time. Who's with me tonight? Life is pretty strange, huh, Mike? <laughs> it is. It really is this week. Yeah, hi, this is Dominic again. Hello, I'm back for the umpteenth time. <laughs> and where can people find you at? I'm on Dissident Waves on YouTube. That's my music podcast, and also on the Overblood Facebook group. That's it for now. I'll probably have more to report on next time I see y'all. Okay. And our other guest? Oh, hey, I'm Alyssa. <laughs> and where my people can find you at? On Instagram, my Instagram handle is Alyssa Billy. And you do perler artwork, not lately as much, but you do perler artwork. Yes, I do perler art. I'll be getting back into that soon, hopefully. <laughs> Good, I need more pieces for my house. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we are here to talk about a game that I have been meaning to put on this show since the show first started and I wrote my random list of games I wanted to play. Life is Strange, the first one, which came hey, out. The other ones are good, too. I haven't. I will talk about them eventually. And this came out in the first episode came out in 2015. Oh, the whole game came out in 2015. Okay. For Xbox yes. One, PC, PlayStation 4, or yeah, PlayStation 4, all the, you know, all the cur- current stuff at that time. And now it's on, it's not on Switch yet, but it's going to be. PS3 and 360 as well. Oh, it wasn't, it was last gen too? Yes. Oh, but it was only download only for last gen. Oh. I, I played the PS3 version, so I would know this time around. Okay, I play when I first played this, it was Xbox One, and then I bought a PS4, then I bought a PC version, then I bought a PS4 version too. I did the PS4 version originally, but I wanted to try the PS3 one just to see how different it was. Was it any different? Uh, just like more stuttery, more popping. Okay. That's cool. Though. I didn't know this was a late PS, you yeah, know, it was on PS3 360. Late, late gen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know I'm saying last gen, even though that's not last gen anymore. That's like two gens ago at this point, but to me, I'm still stuck in the PS4 or Xbox One gen. <laughs> I haven't it's moved on. Fair. Well, plus I'd play all retro games in general. So, I mean, I got nothing. Anyone who knows yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to the show, you know, I only play retro games. <laughs> I, I mostly play retro games now, too. Thanks to you. But that's OK. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so I, I do have a history with this game. I played it. Oh, God, I feel like it's been four years or so. I did come up with my Facebook memories, but now I can't remember exactly. I had played this. I was working at the mall, at the Mall of America, working third shift, and I worked with a guy. And he's like, "You should play this game." And he wasn't really a gamer, and he recommended it to me. I'm like, "Well, I have a copy sitting in the stack of random games I keep buying that don't play." I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, I'll, I'll try it." So I came into that game years ago knowing nothing. I didn't. I was completely unspoiled when I played it. Unfortunately, when I beat it this time, I was spoiled and knew exactly what was happening because I already played right. it. But it it's one of those games that. We'll wait before we spoil it, but it's like one of those games that I feel like <laughs> it's just so if you have to go in blind, preferably. Yes. <laughs> so, Dominic, I know you played this before, correct? Yes, I also played this in 2018. This was the game that I played I was moving out of my apartment with my roommate who we were kind of falling out. And I was introduced to this roommate through like a bunch of adventure games like The Walking Dead and Wolf Among Us and all of that. And this was like the last one I was like playing as I was moving. So it's it's always kind of cemented in my memory as that exact like thing. Okay. And Alyssa, I don't because I know because we talked before this. This was your first time playing this, correct? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad I get to have somebody on this show that <laughs> had no experience before. Yeah, it was. Um, I don't know. I, I was thinking about it and when I looked at the game at first. I was like, hmm, like I wonder if I'm gonna like this. 
And then as I started to play it, I was like interested pretty much right away and I got into it right away. And I actually really enjoyed this game. I'm glad. Uh, we'll, we'll, and there will be spoilers for this game that I kind of mentioned just because this is a very story driven game. So you had not played it. I don't recommend listening to our episode. I recommend turning this off and coming back unless you already know the story. That, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> that's what I do know. A lot of people initially when a giant bomb did their playthrough of it, they found about the game through that because they just played through all of it because they were so engrossed. Oh, OK, that's cool. Though. Oh, and this game was made by Don't Not Entertainment and published by Square. Enix. I should say that, too. Yeah, something they've now emphasized that it's Don't Not they they put the apostrophe back in. So I have no familiarity with this company before. I just know they made Life is Strange. Yeah, that was all so I knew of them. They made Remember Me on PS3. You know, maybe one day I should play that game. I own multiple copies of it too. <laughs> we maybe we should do it on the show eventually. I want they also it. did uh, Vampire, that, that RPG. And they did Tell Me Why. I never never played that either. That one I also want to play. But it's it's, it's very similar to Life is Strange, but not. Okay, and, and they didn't do True Colors then? Life is Strange? No, so Before the Storm and True Colors are done by Deck Nine, which is another company that Square Enix has believed commissioned to do the games that no, Don't Nod didn't want to do. Okay. Uh, like, because I think it's Square Enix owns it now, so, you know, they just kind of contract it out to whoever. Funny story, though. You ever heard of Deck Nine before? No. I promise you, you have. They used to be called Idle Minds. Why does that sound really freaking familiar and I can't place it? They did Cool Borders. I never played those, but I know of them. Yeah, so they did Cool Borders on PlayStation, and now they're doing Life is Strange games. Okay. I'm a fan of the series, even though I haven't really touched it in a while. I kind of stayed away from it. Well, this game is just such a fascinating game that I felt like I don't know if another one could could touch it the same way, so I kind of just stayed away from it. That's fair. I can understand that. I mean, so for those that don't know, hopefully you you know, have played this. Otherwise, I'm still going to talk. Is that it, it plays a lot like a telltale game where your actions have consequences. People will remember what you said, things that you change. But the, the biggest difference with this game is one, you have I feel like you have more control to move around than a telltale game. Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't played many in a while. And you have the main thing is you have the ability to rewind time very quickly in this game. Something happens to her, which doesn't. We'll get into it. And then she gets the ability to turn back time for mostly for small amounts of time, which is part of the gameplay element. Yeah. What I love about both one and two is that powers are like a part of it, but they consciously do not explain where they come from. Okay. She's like, hey, this person has powers. We're dealing with it. I I like her powers. I also like I got such a kick out of this. And I I said it before on Facebook. I'm going to say it again here. One of the in the first beginning of this game, one of the first lines you hear, there's a character, Mr. Jefferson, sitting there across the table, and he says, "I could take any of you, put you in a in a in a dark room, take your picture at your when you're most desperate, or something like that." He says, and I'm just like, "Oh, the foreshadowing!" Foreshadow the hedgehog. <laughs> and I just <laughs> love that moment because I had kind of forgotten about that, and then mm. when I was playing this, and it just hit me, I'm just like, "Man, that is impressive." Like to have that moment there where they kind of like for anyone who's replaying this game, it's like <laughs> you understand our joke, but if you're not completely goes right past your head. and You just keep going. You don't think one thing about it like me. <laughs> <When I'm laughs> yes, <laughs> but you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to think anything about it. You're not supposed to question it. You know, Mr. Jeffers, this cool photo teacher who's hip and awesome. And, you know, he, he's a famous photographer in the 90s and he doesn't you're meant to like him. You like him the entire game, is I feel, and they did a very good job of making yes. you like this character. This actually reminded me of something I wanted to ask the group. 
Academy where Jefferson teaches and everyone goes to school. Is it a high school or a college? <laughs> I say it's a college. Uh, they they say both. They do say both. We had this discussion, me and Tiff, who was supposed to be on this episode but then couldn't make it. And we were t- and she kept asking, she's like, Is this a high school? Is this a college? What the hell? I don't know either. I don't understand. And the people that say both are like the freaking staff. Like they don't even know. <laughs> everyone is everyone is like consciously 18. Like all the main characters, I think, except for maybe Warren is like 18. <laughs> Which for most people would be college, could be college right away. Because I mean, yeah, it also could age. be high school. Yeah. I mean, I was 18 in high school. I, I think I, I turned 18 at the end of high school. Yes. I mean, so it's just weird. And I mean, they have dorms, which is a college thing. You don't stay at your high school for the dorms. Unless it's a private boarding high school. Oh, okay. Yeah, some high schools have dorms. Like my high school had a lot of international students, so we had dorms for them. Okay, you bring up a good point then. I I don't know. I just it was one of those things that doesn't make any sense to me in this. I mean, again, it's not important, but it, it did bother me <laughs> when I was playing through this game. I have to look through my notes because they did this a second time with another detail. I can't remember. I mean, there's a few things that they they walk around a bunch. Uh, they also they walk around about with a rewind time ability, mm-hmm. which I didn't catch it because the thing about this game is you can walk around, you talk to students, you talk to care NPCs in this game, and depending on who you talk to, different things can happen. You know, people say different things. And when I play games, like any game, I I find the people I need to talk to, and then I move on because mm-hmm. it's me oh, and. Yeah. Different than me than Mike. <laughs> oh, I remember the other thing that they kept fucking what? up on. Yes. Because I, what, okay, cause this is actually a spoilers for a little later on. Can we jump into it now? Sure, that's fine. Did y'all decide to get Nathan in trouble? Oh, yes. Fuck Melissa, him. did you? Oh, I'm trying to remember. I'm like, did I? You talked yeah. the very beginning when. Oh, yeah, because I told the principal, yeah. Yeah. At uh, the end of like episode two, I think you have to make the choice of who do you blame for what happened to Kate. Oh, yeah. Okay. I blame Nathan. And I blame. Yeah. So Nathan, Nathan gets like suspended, right? But then they keep going back and forth. They're saying suspended and also expelled, but also suspended, but expelled. Oh, yeah, they do go back and forth on that. <laughs> I forgot about that. Like he's still on campus, but he's also like his family like owns the school. So it's like hard to say again. <laughs> In the famous words of Neil Diamond, money talks. So yeah. I mean, I, I can buy that. I can I can I can buy the idea that the way I took it is that they weren't really sure what they were doing with the expel and suspend because it could be people that were telling you that we're having false information. Unless it's sure. staff that's telling you, like the school staff should know. Like, kids, I can understand. Kids being wrong because they're kids. I mean, Nathan, I think, does say both. But Nathan's an asshole, so. Right. <laughs> and he's not a trustworthy character. And he's a freaking, he's out of it the entire game, pretty much. I think even Madsen says, says expelled. Huh. It's weird. I wonder, I mean, yeah. it was. it's definitely not an error. It's got to be is an intentional choice. I just don't know why. I mean, it's I was thinking maybe because they're like a French studio, they weren't really sure. Mm. Like they can only do so much research, but also it could just be like intentionally vague for like keeping in with style with the whole time changing thing. Yeah, mm, okay. it seems like a lot to stretch on, but <laughs> it did bother me, too. And it bothered Tiffany a lot too while she was playing. This game. It's just a it's a weird Remember. element that they have in there. Yes. And like the whole way that she gets her powers is that like you have the beginning moment where you you're in class and you have like you know, any time travel story where something you have an event happen. A couple odd things happen. People say stuff. And then she goes to the bathroom and she sees a butterfly, a random just blue butterfly. She takes a picture of which then triggers essentially by her taking the picture. Somebody comes in the room 
And when she tries to stop her friend, this woman, get, the girl, she doesn't even know who this is, gets shot. All of a sudden, she's able to, she reverses time somehow. And that's kind of what is the whole, like, premise of how the story starts and how she gets her powers. It's just randomly. Yes. And I, I really do like that approach a lot. I really like it more than, like, of really forcing a backstory. There is no backstory to how she got her powers. Right. But that's the thing. It's like, you know, you have the classic Joker falling into a vat of chemicals thing. And I'm just like, I, I don't want that for this game. <laughs> Okay, I can agree with that. I I was when I was watching Tiffany play, she talked to the janitor at at one point throughout this game, one of the later episodes, like three or four. Yes. And he makes comment about the world not being okay and something going on strange. Like he understands it. Yeah. But everyone's understanding it, too. Like the whole the whole thing is about how the world is going off the rails constantly. Yeah. (laughs) Disagree. I don't know. I mean, I guess (laughs) I didn't really catch that too much. I don't know. I just I mean, I guess I get it. I feel like maybe like more of the adult kind of could sense that, but like not the kids. The kids are more into like all their dumb stuff that was going on. <laughs> their drama. Yes and no. I don't know. Like, I feel like I had a plenty of prompts to be like, hey, how about that snowfall? Hey, how about them whales? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was all that was all because of her time travel is how I took it. Right. Yeah, that too. And I like the idea in a story that if you start fucking with time, time's going to fuck back. I like that idea. I do believe in the idea of there is a fate and certain things are destined to happen. Not everything, but certain things are going to happen no matter what you do. It's just part of the the timeline. (laughs) So so in other words, this is a multiverse game. (laughs) Well, hey, technically, you you do make a multiverse throughout this game. So we're really we're actually talking about it at the right proper time. (laughs) Yes, the six one, the six one six universe. I was thinking where everywhere, everything everywhere all at once, but that also works for Doctor Strange. Never seen that movie yet. Oh, everything everywhere all at once is so good. I want to see it, just haven't got around to it yet. I also couldn't, because I played Bioshock a whole bunch before this game, I couldn't get over how the lighthouse is constantly showing up. There's always yes. a lighthouse. You never can seem to escape the lighthouse. <laughs> but hey, unfortunately, this lighthouse, I don't think, you know, jettisons you up into the air or jettisons you down into the sea. So, hey, I did love that, though. <laughs> I love that it was there constantly. It just really amused me. It's just the way that it does. Like it, it makes you feel for the characters very early on in the first episode. After you save Chloe, you have a whole scene where she goes back in time and she's trying to figure out that time happened. And like she drops her like earlier, she dropped her camera. She does the same thing. Like she takes a selfie of herself. And then the teacher says the same thing you said before. He asks the same question. What kind of process is the selfie process? Just like, you know, and that's the same. I mean, that's the thing. I think anybody who would be in the situation would do. They would start trying to do things that like, hey, I have a vague memory of this happened and doing it, too. Because I know I would do the same thing <laughs> personally. Right. I do feel like, you know, Max should be smart enough to, like, change what she's doing if she's redoing it again. But yes. But you would want to test it that you're not crazy. Yeah. But even after, like, the first time. Okay, Max because isn't the isn't the best character. <laughs> throughout the game, you know, if you you can you can do the action and rewind and do the action and rewind as much as you want, unless you specifically change something about what you're doing, she will not change her animation. Can I? I'll just say video games. Like yeah, it's like you can you can spill the soda all over the book as much as you want. She just will never think to not hit the soda cup <laughs> unless you tell her to move it. Uh, I'm okay with that video game. I, I only did the one. I didn't do that one, but I know what you're talking about. I'm I'm not exactly complaining. I just think it's funny. That's because Max isn't the best character. The best character is Chloe, the punk Chloe. Oh, I like Max though. But yeah, I do too. Really cool too. I just really like Chloe. (laughs) Alyssa, do you have any uh, opinions on Max or Chloe in the beginning? You know, I don't have a problem with Max, but I like Chloe as well though because she's just 
I don't know. She's badass. She <laughs> is. Coming in hot and heavy. <laughs> I just, I just like the way it starts off. I like the dialogue. I like the fact, like, people were, there was some guy making fun of the issue that when you're supposed to head to the women's restroom to stick to save Chloe from getting shot, you can go and talk to everybody and examine things. I'm like, it's a video game, guys. Like, of course you can do that. Like, you can't complain that a video game is a video game when you're playing a video game. You know, <laughs> I, do think it, I do think it is Ashley Birch's best role. Who? Birch, the voice actor for Chloe. Oh, okay. She also does Aloy and Tiny Tina. Oh, I never played borderlands but I'm, i did play horizon yeah so like she's she's super like big and the like if you did the outer world she was Pavardi or parvati but yeah so like i think this has always been her best role because chloe is just such a good character and very like realistic so you kind of can rely more on just giving a natural performance and not like a sci-fi like heavy like terminology type thing oh, hey she was also in a game that i like aliens colonial marines i'm not kidding either but okay she did it i think i do i think she did an amazing job with it it felt very good max felt a little wooden sometimes but i felt like that was just kind of fit the character of max though too yes because max is very confused about what's happening to her which is a bit of a waif yeah don't don't fuck your selfie (laughs) okay that line was great (laughs) actually i do want i do want to ask Alyssa. it was your first time how did you feel about the dialogue i loved it i don't know I thought it was great, but I don't know. I feel like, uh, I don't know. It's just like your typical either high school or college, you know, dialogue. But I don't know. I was, I got really into it. Like I, I remember, um, you know, in, in episode one, when, you know, Chloe gets shot or whatever, and you have to like rewind time and like figure out what to do. I was like legitimately panicking. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I need to save her. And I had to redo it like three times because. I didn't know, like, I I was grabbing the thing too slow, and I didn't rewind, like, far enough. (laughs) So, I don't know, yeah, I I really liked, like, all the dialogue and the characters and stuff, and this is a pretty good game. Because I remember when this came out, like, one of the big complaints was that it was very, it was written in a way that people thought it was kind of cringy, because of the over-reliance on, like, slang and, like, hella and all that stuff. That's a high school or college talk, I feel like. That's generation. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, does it exactly maybe fit in with what was being said in 2015, 2016? Maybe, maybe not. But playing it now, I really don't think it was like that big of an issue. I, I think the yeah the I rest don't... of the game is just written so well. Like so many characters are just written so so well that I I really can just believe that that was just that's the dialogue that they had. It's totally fine. Yeah, it didn't bother me. I didn't notice any issues. I like the fact that they say hella. I like the the use of slang in this instead of because it, it I feel it that fits high school or college or whatever the hell this is that we're in. Yeah. It's that mentality. Right. I mean, I don't use slang that much anymore, but that's gone 34. But when I was 18, 20, I can guarantee you I use slang all the time. <laughs> I'll I mean, throw it in here and there. <laughs> I still, okay. I still use slang in certain things all the time, but it's, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it's one thing a, a friend of mine on this friend of the show, Bill Tucker always says is language is fluid. And usually yeah. it's a reference to me because I make up words. Sometimes it's like, go and put my own, you know, trade on things as I do this podcast. And so that doesn't bother me because people and again, it felt like all the characters kind of had their own type of style that fit. You had Victoria Chase, who had her own very stuck up style. You had one of the guys that was like a stoner, like Justin, who kind of if you talk oh, yeah. to him, his own style, you have the nerdy girl. Can't remember her name all of a sudden. Brooke, Brooke, who has her own like, you know, style who you can see. You can you can hear the jealousy in her voice that you're that Warren is interested in you and not her because she likes Warren. And then she feels that Max is going after other people like. 
all that felt good and all the wording felt good. I had no issues. I never felt out of place. Like you have Samuel, the janitor, who to me seemed autistic, which I like too, that they had that in there. I mean, they never say it, but to me, it felt very like he was autistic. Yeah, like I mean, they they, they kind of gave him like, you know, like, like a quirky-ish dialogue or he kind of talks in third person, kind of communes with nature, it seems like. But they, but it's like, it, it felt like they were trying to like kind of throw you off and make him seem a little creepy or something. But then they're kind of like, well, no, that's just how he is. And like yeah, Matt's like, Chloe's stepfather, I mean, he comes off as an asshole, but he also, as a guy who's worked with many people who used to be ex-military, he sounds just like an ex-military guy. Yeah. So like I've, I've worked with a guy who was ex-military. Who'd always be like, you can complain to me when you do, you know, 94 days in a row, 12 hours a day, then I will listen to you. And it was because there was one day he did it in the Marines. So he always had to bring that up every time people would complain. Like I did, tw- I did 20 days in a row with no break. Like, you know, right. Stuff. So it, it, Madison felt, I felt like he was very close to that same thing. And what were you going to say, Alyssa? Oh, nothing. I was just agreeing with you. Oh, <laughs> I'm okay with that. I won't complain. <laughs> I, honestly, my favorite character, just like, not like my favorite character, but like, I think the best written character is Warren. Warren's good because they because he really rides that line of like being interested and really into Max and kind of creepy about it, but not like so creepy that it's like off putting all the time. But also like definitely wants to bone. <laughs> Let's go eight, Max. <laughs> but like he's but he's but it's like done in like a realistic way where it's like he's kind of confident and kind of not, but kind of nerdy and kind of, you know, finding himself but also willing to like beat people down. There's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of kind ofs and like modifiers in that sentence. And that, I think that's a really good example of how dynamic people really can be in real life. He was he's a really good character, I think. Like, I, I like the fact that he's essentially trying to bone her all the time, but he's not doing it in a mean, creepy, weird way. He's just like, hey, let's go on a date. I got to get tickets to go see a movie. Like it felt very 18 year old. Like he still cares about like her and what she's doing. Yeah. Which, again, feels very much 18 year old you know, high school male, early college male, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. you know, so it was, I thought that was good, too. Like, that was a good aspect of it where, you know, he's trying to make time for her because he has time because he's a kid. But, you know, at the same right. time, like you know, he's trying to come up with ideas and dates and things to do. And I just I really I liked his character. Except the only thing that was wrong is every time he say ape, the thing that kept popping in my head was a damn NFC ape. So <laughs> and that's not his fault. That's not it wasn't existing when the game came out. I'm like, fucking a Warren movie be so into NFTs. Oh, NFT, that's what it was, yes. And it just kept popping in my head every time I heard that. And he went, oh, let's go ape. And I'm like, oh, I bet this guy would have the ape freaking NFT as his profile picture. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I don't bother me. <laughs> Those stupid apes. <sighs> He's a good character. And and I like their dynamic with as the game progressed with, with him and Max and how... You know, because the whole game only takes place over the course of a, well, a week and like oh, the yeah. whole like where he's trying to, you know, hit on her and ask her out. You work, you help him with different things and you can talk to him more. And he's there. And I, I like that. I, I really like yeah. their relationship. I was going to give it up for the game for like making character models that aren't like super pretty or like even like conventionally attractive all the time. Yeah, which was nice. Like, they just they're models that feel like people like they just are people built differently. You know, different kinds of people in different kinds of positions of power. I don't know. Yeah. Like, why is Chloe's mom Southern? Doesn't matter. She just is. But I mean, isn't I don't live in Washington, but isn't Washington a state where a lot of people might migrate to from other parts of the country? Sounds right. Well, they're also in Oregon. Oh, not Washington. Yeah, Oregon. Yeah. But I feel like people travel to those two states to settle. I know I want to personally. <laughs> so <laughs> at times and I, I unfortunately I, I know people from Washington, Oregon, but they're not on this episode right now. So <laughs> I just thought I was thinking about when we were when, when I was talking about when we were talking about this beforehand. It kind of occurred like, oh, okay. 
I can keep talking, but I do want to hear Alyssa. What else you like from the first episode, or at least from the beginning parts of it? I don't know. I mean, I I like it was a really good way of like introducing like how the game works, you know? Because I like in the beginning, I don't know. I, well, I feel like the things that I liked, you know, it's, it's throughout the whole game. But I just really enjoyed this game. Like, I really like going and like clicking on everything and like seeing what you can do or like talking to a bunch of people. Like, I know Mike, you just said that. You know, you just do what you got to do and then you keep going. Well, I do not do that. Like, I like going through and, you know, clicking on everything and seeing, you know, what's what. But the only time that I didn't stop and, like, check everything again was when you had to, like, go and try to save her from, you know, getting shot or whatever. I was, like, running to the bathroom because I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm, like, booking it over there. But all the other times, you know, I would try to go and, you know, look through, like, everything because... I don't know. I really like that. Like, I like, you know, exploring and seeing. So, yeah, there's so much flavor to this world. Oh, yes. To you, like early in the first episode, you have a scene when you're not really choice where you have to use your timey wimey powers and you Victoria, this bully who won't move from the stairs, you get into your dorm. You have to then turn the sprinkler, turn the sprinklers on. Then you also have to have the paint fall on her after the sprinklers went off. So she moved because I did it where. I did the sprinklers and I rewind and I did the paint and then it didn't work because the paint falls and doesn't hit her. So you got to make sure you do both in the rewind. Right. Yeah. I thought that was a cool little touch. Were you guys well, you nice got... to her or were you guys like rude? I was nice. I was nice. Yeah, I was nice too. I, I tried to play games like this nice in general. And I also tried to follow the decision of the needs of many outweigh the needs of the few. And that idea, that's how I try to live my life in two to do the right thing when I consider the right thing in most situations, I try to, I try to do the fair yeah. thing. I try to do the good, what I, the good thing in quotation. I approach every situation differently. I like being nice to people, but I also know when people are bad and they don't deserve it. <laughs> or when people just let things happen because they're, they're paid really cushily and, you know, they, they let anything happen as long as they get their alcohol and booze and money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, another thing about like the first episode, I can't. I, I know you have to get the flash drive. You give it to Warren. You have you know kind of introduce you to all the, the all the, the bunch of different students. Mm-hmm. And I know you meet Chloe at the. Is it the end of the episode when you meet Chloe no. and realize it's Chloe? Like halfway through. Yeah, okay, like two thirds of the way through. Where do they go after that? They go, go to her, her house. Okay. All right. Now, that's Alyssa, that's if you were to see your best friend of five years ago and not recognize them, and then you saw them an hour later and recognized them, wouldn't you think that was weird? Yes. <laughs> She was like five feet away in the bathroom. Yeah, but she was in a hurry. Mm. She was there multiple times. <laughs> okay. I got nothing. To but only her. when she almost gets run over by a car. She's like, oh, my God, Chloe. That's a cool scene, though, when they get together for the first yes. time, they're talking. And, and again, I do believe this. Like, you can run into old friends that you haven't seen in a long time and everything just clicks right. Yeah, that's fair. Like one of my friends on the show, Rich, uh, who's on Red Fox, he calls himself on here. and He's been on a few episodes. We didn't talk for years. And then when we first when we finally talked again after like five years, it was like nothing that no time had passed at all. We were just sitting there shooting the shit just like we were just like we did back in high school. So I love that. It, it's I, I can buy it completely. <laughs> and then I think the episode, if I remember right, it ends with it's when she tells her tells Chloe she has powers, correct? Yes. OK, right, but you're skipping over the entire scene at Chloe's house. I am. <laughs> what, I don't remember it. <laughs> well, they have like, you know, Chloe's kind of talking about, you know, general things of what happened, kind of like. They start to like referencing that her dad's not around, that she has oh, a stepdad, yeah. and you kind of find out that the security guard that you were dealing with earlier is the stepdad. And then you have to go like hide in the closet, basically, while she confronts her step or she, the stepfather confronts her. Well, then you can't even hide in the closet. 
because <laughs> a bunch of that. stuff falls. Like I literally was in a panic trying to find where to hide, and then I ran out of time. <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but at least when you run out of time, the game just goes black and white, and you just it makes you rewind. No, otherwise you don't. Th- that time, like you, he could just come in and see you there because that's oh, what happened. Yes. I tried under the covers, and she's like, "I'm not a kid anymore. I'm not going to hide there." And I was like, "Oh my god, that's cool." <laughs> Yeah, if it's not like game breaking or like end of the world, I think it'll let you go through with not doing anything. Yeah, because then he he was yelling and stuff like that. And then he could see that she was smoking pot and she he was like, well, whose pot is this? And blah, blah, blah. And then right. you can take the blame and say that it's yours, which I did. So that's cool. Trouble. This summer, I just stayed in the closet and hid throughout the entire thing. I yeah. came out and I'm in the closet because all this stuff fell down. <laughs> you have to rewind stuff. time, then you can move the broom, then go in the closet. Oh, well, again, I was like, I was panicking. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. This game is all about time. So there were multiple, there were many different times where I, I understood the fact of that. So I would, when something would go wrong, just rewind time and see what new options I have. Oh, <laughs> but again, I wish I had the ability to rewind time. Like just in a few minutes. It's like, oh, I, I said something really stupid. <laughs> that's the fun thing too but the game also sets up a lot of scenarios in which you don't need to do it but it's also beneficial to you if you do yeah like you don't even think about it unless you're really thinking about the implications of what time rewind actually does like later on you're at the break into someone's dorm and like i think a lot of people would probably just like figure out a way in get the stuff and leave but because of time rewind you can actually rewind and make it so you were never even there that's what i do (laughs) like you don't have to do that it never tells you to do that I think that was just the way that I looked at it. Like when I was playing this game, anytime that you commit a crime or do something, my brain was okay. Since I can rewind time, I can rewind. So I was never there. So that way my right. event didn't, won't have, you won't have my fingerprints. You won't have, and that was just on my brain work. Again, I wanted to be a detective when I was at one, at one point in my life. So I, my brain tends to do that. <laughs> but that's why, that's that the option is there. You know what I mean? Like that it lets you do both. Cause I feel like cool. some games will really push you into like making a certain style of choices sometimes. Yeah. And then the episode, and then after you do that, that's when you go to the lighthouse, <laughs> the lighthouse. And I think this is when she has the vision of the tornado coming and destroying this, destroying Arcadia Bay again. Second time, yeah. Second time, okay, because you have the first one when she first rewinds time. Yeah. Which again, I like that idea that which she doesn't understand at the point, but by her rewinding time, it's fucking with reality. I like that idea because I believe that's what would happen if we did it. I believe that time would fight back and try to destroy the person that's doing it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's my belief. I, we don't have time travel, so I can't say for sure. But that's always been my belief of time travel. And then the second episode is very focused on one of the other characters we haven't not spoken about yet. Kate Marsh. Yes. Oh, poor Kate. <laughs> As we get through the episode, I'm going to I have a very important question to ask both of you. <laughs> yeah. how to win. But I really <laughs> like this because this is where the game really starts to dig deep into what's happening. You have a little scene where you kind of find out that. They're making fun of her. They're bullying her. And then you find out there's a viral video online where she got drunk or something was wrong. And she was kind of making out with a bunch of guys at a party. Mm -hmm. And it's not like her. She's a very Christian girl, let's say, very religious, very Catholic. You know, it's trying to wouldn't is very upset that that she was presented that way and has no recollection of what happened, has no recollection of any of any of this doing. But why not? No memory. And. I mean, again, this is where you, you already have a couple suspects. You suspect Madison, the security guard, Chloe's stepfather, because he was yelling at her in the first episode. And this can really affect the whole episode is all about while you're working, while you're doing stuff with Chloe, your relationship with Kate and this, how you how you respond to different things that happen. Like one time she'll call you and it depends on if you answer the call or if you ignore the call. Right. And a very important thing we skipped over is there's they mentioned it in the first episode and this episode even more. 
about a girl, Rachel Amber, who was friends with Chloe, who went missing. And there's all these posters everywhere, and people respond about it all the time. That this girl just went missing. Right. Which plays a very important part of this game. So... Yeah, yeah. This is very, also very Twin Peaksy. I've never watched Twin Peaks all the way through. I haven't either. Actually, I just know the vibe. Okay. <laughs> I watched the first season, but that's it, which isn't very long or good. So, but you know, there's a missing girl. That's kind of like the heart of the story of like what happened to Rachel Amber. And the town is kind of strange. Arcadia Bay, you know, kind of a fictional town. And like the the way the town is reacting also reflects maybe what happened to Rachel. But you don't exactly know because things are a little weird, and you have to figure it out. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I just, I just like all the inter- interaction with Kate. Like when I played it this time, because I knew what was going to happen to Kate, I was trying to purposely play it what I considered the correct way to try right. to change the outcome of the episode. Because when I first played this game back in the day, I did not. <laughs> well, it also very consciously says you cannot change the outcome. You would have to replay the whole thing again. Yeah. It, it ties every decision you make into like the outcome. Like, you can screw up one or two things, maybe, but you still have to get the end conversation correct. Right. Oh, I also found another thing weird. Again, this is going back in the school thing. When she leaves the school, there's a school bus that picks her up and takes her to where she wants to go, which, again, but makes it, also, it weird. This is a college. But it acts here. like a regular bus. Yeah, it's very strange. But again, maybe this is because it's a small town. So the bus driver does both. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I know. We're, I'm nitpicking. I just I had to bring it up. <laughs> It's one of those things that's confusing. Like, it's a school bus, but it doesn't pick people up like a school bus. It's a school bus that acts like a regular bus, but also has a very distinct route for students from the school. Yeah, it's a downtown. That's how I took it. Yeah. Which makes sense, though. Like a small town, you'd go downtown. Yeah. That's how I took it. I don't know. I just thought it was very amusing. <laughs> and I also like how the one another thing that this game did to me was very cool is when she puts the earbuds in. All of a yes. sudden, you hear all the music as she hears the music. And I like that they, I, I, I as it. anyone who listens to the show knows, I don't listen to game sound all the time, or most of the time. I did for this game 100% of the time I played with headphones because I wanted to capture the voice acting, the music, all that story in my ears. The way um, this is the game that he did this for. <laughs> wow, yes. That sunshine. How it, it works. I mean, the music, you know, the, the music that they pick for the different parts, the, the score really. I felt capture the moment and they're trying to tell you a moment. And I mean, none of them are big songs. I mean, they're probably, I didn't recognize any of them, but I felt they worked well. Oh yeah. They're like indie cuts, acoustic cuts. Yeah. Um, I believe there was a big, there was a, not a big, but like a musician that worked on the soundtrack that I think that's where a number of these songs probably came from. I'll look it up real quick, <laughs> but it's a nice touch. Yeah. And, and it worked well, but yeah, no, I, I'm I just, this is the one that worked for me for the music is <laughs> Jonathan Morali. Jonathan Morelli of the band Sid Matters. Huh, that's cool. No idea who that is, but that's so cool. A French guy in a French band. That's why I have no idea who that is. Okay. Mm. <laughs> and like, and then in the second episode, you go to the diner, and that whole little feel to me felt very much like a diner in a small town. Oh yeah. It really, I felt captures that feel, and just the way that you know when you see Joyce, Chloe's mother, and how friendly she's like, "Oh, it's been so long to see you," and just makes you breakfast and everything, like. All that, again, does speak to and peaks to me, too. But she didn't ask, hmm, this is one damn good cup of coffee. There was none of that. So, but, so they're not going to completely, but they're, they're not going to completely uh, copy it, but they're going to reference it. Too bad you couldn't order a cherry pie. That would have been that would have been funny. Cherry pie is what he orders. In Twin so Peaks I'm looking, uh, apparently the song American Girls, which plays in one of those moments where Max puts the headphones in. It might be the first one or the second time. Yeah, that, that was featured in the OC, that old show. Oh, that's cool. Never watched it. 
I feel, like, I, I feel like whenever there's a big music moment in TV in the 2000s, it was from the OC. Uh, I, I also get a really kick out of how she show how you have to show Chloe that she has powers by watching the diner and you have to get four, four or five things correct of what happens or four things correct to show that you can tell time. I did like that. I thought that was a really cool little touch. Yeah, because that's the way you'd have to show somebody. You'd have to be like, OK, I'm going to predict these different things that are happening because they wouldn't believe you otherwise. Right. So it was just really like, cool. And the way she like, reacted. Yeah, and it's a character-driven story, so then naturally, like, Chloe's nature overtakes it, and it's like, okay, let's go fuck some shit up. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how throughout the throughout it changes, she calls Max different things, like, she calls her Super Max, she calls her, I think, I can't, Spider Max, just different names like that, and I really laughed at that, that she took all these different comic book heroes and then changed it with Max, you know, put Max in there. Oh, yeah. It really amused me. Yeah, it's very realistic. Yeah. I also like seeing the occasional fictional thing they had going on, like Hot Dog Man. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> hot dog man is a is a much bigger character surprisingly in life is strange too okay to the point that i had forgotten that life is strange originally that originated the character <laughs> all right i look forward to playing that someday maybe maybe on my list but there was just a lot of different like another thing with it is just like the idea of what that chloe wants to do once they find out they have power that she has power she's like let's go to the junkyard, my favorite spot and go break some, go shoot some stuff. Like that feels very 18 year old punk girl. Yeah. So I, I completely bought it. No question right there. Even though finding <laughs> the bottles is really, really annoying, but yeah, it's still something to do. And I mean, it has good music. The game is just progressive. Like you just run around an open area, trying to find an item, find five items. It wasn't bad. And, and I just really like their relationship too, though. Like, I don't know. There's your typical, like, you know, best friends, you know, type, relationship like i really like the storyline of their relationship throughout the game this is a really good job of really showing it i think yeah i'm assuming it's pretty realistic to how two women would be i'm assuming <laughs> sure no, i, I mean, don't know maybe, well, maybe like uh, it's definitely a little bit different because you know like the <laughs> romantic side of it or whatever but i'm just saying like just how they are it's just like a i don't know i appreciated their friendship on there okay and one thing i wanted to mention that i forgot about is Max has a love of cameras. And I think it's, is it in Max's room or somewhere else? You see a bunch of old cameras and like a collection. It's in her room. Okay. Jefferson's room also has some. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and I thought of you, Alyssa, because you actually have a bunch of old cameras too. Cause I love cameras and I love photography. <laughs> you take selfies too with a Polaroid camera. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I'm used to people taking selfies, but I like the, they, they did make it very creative that she takes selfies with a, Polaroid camera all the time. Like that is a creative thing. And I do like Jefferson's one comment, like selfie, a terrible word for a cool process. Yeah. <laughs> now real talk though, was her actual image selfie, the one she was going to submit to the contest that go that cool. Yeah. I like it. Cause I'm like looking at it. I'm like, oh, that's all right. But I'm like looking at the other ones that people submitted. I'm like, Oh my God, that's so much better. Oh, <laughs> I like her photo. I also like how all the photos are like drawn in a way. Yes, they're so stylized. I really, really like that. Yeah. I have no love for photography. I have no, I've never been that guy. I don't have an eye for it. Oh, it's just not my thing. I've dabbled in photography. I was a film major in college and all that. So I do have some affinity for it. But I was definitely not like a photography major focus person. That's so like, I, I get it, but it's, I'm not also not right there with them. I mean, some people, I mean, like, Alyssa, I know are you, you're into photography, correct? Because you like yeah. cameras. I mean, that's yeah. a. That's a thing. I mean, people like always look for that perfect shot in a way, right? Like that's a yeah. Or the idea of bringing your own style out. I know one of my friends is big into photography, and she takes a lot of pictures and things like that. And I 
it just I mean I'm happy for people, but it's never been my Yeah. I do take plenty of pictures. I take plenty of pictures, but <laughs> I also was really amused at this that they don't say face I think do they say Facebook in here? They say F They do. They say okay. Facebook at least once. I like that. I wonder how much that cost them, but I like that. <laughs> I was also really surprised to find that out. Yes. I think it's a nice little touch. Yeah, it makes them more realistic. It didn't bother me. Like, I know some people might have been bothered by it, but I like that. I also think it's perfect of a high school that they're using Facebook because that's or whatever the hell this is, because that's accurate. Yeah, absolutely. Did you two have Daniel was the Hispanic student, right? Yes. No, no, yes. Did you two have him draw the picture of Max? Yes. Yeah. That was the first time I figured out you could do that this time around. And so it's like watching that little plotline develop was really fun. I never talked like, to him again, unfortunately. No. Uh, like he posts a picture on like Facebook and then you know, people start to like it and it gets brought up throughout the week. <laughs> yes. Like you see how people like sometimes will bully him or react positively. The game is really good at setting up like different little things that you can just kind of keep track of if you want to. But also okay. is like I didn't really bump into him or at least I, I don't know. I wasn't really looking for him after that. Right. But like the, but the game is also like ready for you if you are like if you like. To me, this time around, I only talked to the homeless woman behind the diner one time, but there was a whole plot line you could have found if he kept going to her and the random times you were there. Hmm. Yeah, the, the, all the little like every character almost has its own little plot line, which is really nice. And it makes yeah. it it makes it feel very much like a lived in world. These characters feel real. Nothing... Oddly enough, just like Chrono Cross. <laughs> I can't wait. A game about time and many characters and changing fates. Mm, yeah. So we're going to call Max Caulfield Surge Caulfield instead now? <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> well, Chloe <laughs> has the blue hair. So. And, uh, there, there's one point in the junkyard where if you sh- if you have Chloe shoot the bumper of the car, she shoots herself. And she's like, fucking yes. Max, like, <laughs> rewind time now. I do love that a lot. It amused <laughs> me. And this is when you get introduced to Frank for the first time as an episode two. And Frank is an asshole. <laughs> But I feel that Frank was also very believable. He feels like a person that you would see as like a drug dealer who's hooking up all these preppy, rich high school kids that are probably wearing Amber Crombie. So he (laughs) he feels like it. He he fits it. He's got all these tattoos. He's got he's an asshole to you. He wants his money. Like everything makes sense with that. And and when when you first meet him, he threatens you with a knife because he was that in because he wants his money and he heard you guys shooting. You can either try to shoot him or you can not. What did I try to shoot him? Of course. I tried. What did you do, Alyssa? I tried shooting him. <laughs> okay. Oh, I definitely tried shooting him. Uh, I mean, I knew what would happen because I kind of remembered. I'm like, well, fuck it. I got to rewind time. Worse and worse. I just rewind time. And then I, I do like you have a, you have a small scene. But again, this, this game does such a good job of bringing these characters together. Like where they're walking on the train tracks, which is something I did many, many times when I was a kid. And I, I like that. I mean, and. You know, a terrible, like, again, you should never fuck around with train tracks. And I did all the time when I was a kid. So, but I understand. And then she gets her foot caught in the train track. So it's like a switch moves or something, right? Uh, well, she just gets caught. Okay. But uh, you have to move the switch or whatever you have to do. Yeah. I like how there's two different ways to do that. You can either get the fuse and replace mm-hmm. it, or you can just break the fucker. Yes. And I think breaking it has a consequence, but I'm not sure what. Uh, I think the train derails, isn't it? Oh. Uh, maybe I'm misremembering. I, I didn't do you. it. I, I did the fuse. So I don't know. What was that, Alyssa? Listen, I don't remember this part too much. I'm like, I just finished like today, like, you know, episode <laughs> five. So like, I have that like in my head so much right now. <laughs> the other episodes are like, uh. Well, we'll be talking about four and five. So soon. 
<laughs> it's just a small part, but it's a, it's a part that kind of makes you have to use time to save Chloe again. And I like the idea that because you save Chloe, fate is trying to kill her again. Fate and kill her and kill Max, depending yeah. on what's happening. Oh, yeah. I like that, though, because I think that makes sense. Because she's fucking with reality. She's fucking with time. So life, so time's like, okay, we're going to fuck back. I, I just love that idea. I love mm-hmm. the idea of time being a power. Now, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then after you, you have this moment with her. Is this, is this when you go back to the school? Yes. Okay. And this is when. Well, well wait. You think? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. You have to go yes, back yes. to the school. And this is when you're in class and you have Victoria and Nathan being assholes to you. And then the class is interrupted because Kate is on the roof, going to jump off. Yeah. Which I think is also kind of dark, very, very dark. And, yeah, it's, it's, totally. and it's a cool moment, too. Like, you see her powers. Like, she goes there to try to rewind time, but she can't rewind time to save her long enough. But she's able to, like, freeze time, where she's able then to walk in a, like, a daze past everybody and get all the way upstairs to the roof. And then her powers fizz out, which is interesting. I was like, yeah, I, I just like that they keep doing different things. So it's not just she can rewind time. There's other elements to it. You never get to stop time again like that, but it's it's a cool story part, story beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I feel like there are some. I feel like in other superhero stories, they kind of focus on oh, this person can just do this thing, but I do like that with Max. It's kind of a natural like progression of like what else can I do? Like when yeah. pushed, what new power can I discover? Like what wrinkle on this? Yeah, and I like it. And this is such a good scene because you get all the way to the top where Kate is, and she loses her power, and you have to try to talk Kate down. And depending right. on how you responded to earlier things, like at one point, Kate tells you, well, should I go to the police or should I not report it? I told her not to report it, which I don't think was the right decision. So <laughs> not to report it this time, because as we as as it makes very clear, the cops will do nothing. Yeah. Which also kind of feels very realistic for what happened to her. Yes. Unfortunately, it, it does. So I can like, OK. And it's just a good scene where she's just going to jump off because she can't deal with what you know with the the bullying that people are doing because of what happened which again makes sense and her solution is jump off the top of the roof which i I couldn't yeah i'm terrified of heights no fucking way (laughs) i used to work at a at a parking structure and it was like four floors high or six floors high. i remember sitting at the sixth floor looking down and my coworker sat on the freaking on the ledge and just put his feet over him like fuck no (laughs) oh my god No, <laughs> I mean, like, and we had people, we had people at that job, not when I worked there, but the people that would jump, it happened at times. And I'm just like, no, I mean, you know, no matter, like, if you're gonna commit suicide, no, like, I don't know. Heights are just nope, <laughs> nope, nope, nope for me. <sighs> but that, that's like, what I thought when I saw this. And the shocking thing, too, for me is that, like, like, I mean, she, she, there are, she will go through with it. Like, it is not an empty threat. No, you can save her if you say the right thing. Right. I got close. I got into the last one. I said, live for your sisters or yes. sister. And then I, w- I quoted the Bible. I think I quoted the wrong one. Yes. I think it was Matthew something you had to quote. Yeah. Cause she jumped off after I quoted the Bible. So because I don't know the Bible. <laughs> right. But if you looked at her Bible in her room, you would have seen the verses. Oh, or if you knew the Bible in general, you might know those. What You might know the well, verses, but also, but, but, but it specifically says, oh, that's my favorite verse. So oh. you have to know which one she wanted the most. Okay. It would help to read things sometimes, huh? That's that's the benefit of actually scrawling over every inch of every environment you're given. That way you can learn about Juliet and the pregnancy test and everything. Oh, I didn't see that. I think it was Juliet. The one who was having the, the boy trouble next to the bathrooms. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was her. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, she has a whole pregnancy thing that they, they, they're just straight up like, yeah, uh, she got it taken care of. And it's like, OK, so like what happens with her and the boy she was with and all that. But that's it's just cool like stuff you there, can though. find out and kind of like bond with her about that and kind of get to know her situation. I like it that that's there. Yeah. But you also don't need to interact with it at all. But it's like if you do the work and you figure it out, like and then like even then, that's kind of where you start learning like, oh, shit, I really fucked up by. Because it's like you can just find the pregnancy test and she gets really mad at you. So then you have to just rewind back and be like, hey, I heard about this. That's cool. I like they do that. So it's like it's like because I guess time travel really works itself naturally into like quests and like side quests. But like <laughs> that's a good way to put it, though. I mean, again, it's doing the video game thing. But I mean, again, a high school, 18 year old college, like I feel like all that's pretty realistic. Yeah. Hell, it's realistic for high school, and that's for sure. Even middle school, too, unfortunately, sometimes. Yes. Jeez, yeah. No, I, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, then the way, then the chapter ends, but also the thing I think is so cool is you can save Kate. It depends on how you play this. Like, when Tiffany played yes. this, she saved Kate. I did not. Kate jumped. And the game alters for that. It, it doesn't. There's a whole extra scene in, I think, episode four where you go visit Kate at the hospital. Yes. If you save I, Kate. I let her die the first time I played the game years ago, and I saved her this time. And it's like, that's a whole new scene I'd never seen myself. Yeah. I just saw it when Tiff was playing. I'm like, oh, that is cool. And then she gives you some information that then leads you somewhere. I thought that was cool. Yes. Like, I really like that. And then it's also, if the third episode starts, I think, or either starts or episode two ends where you can then blame Nathan, Madison. Or Jefferson. One of them. I blame Nathan, of course. Oh, uh, yeah. Fuck Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, there's also the also the undercurrent of, like, you trying to prove yourself to the principal if you decide to go down the route of telling the truth. Yes, which I do. But I think you can get the, you can get the security guard fired, right, Madison, if you if you if you blame him uh, again. Hard to say. Was he fired or suspended? OK, uh, I did get the a game kid. still treats it as like if he works for them. But <laughs> and then you go to the this is a, episode three kind of feels like a filler in some sense because it doesn't. It's a more, but it's also very much, maybe I shouldn't say filler. I should say more of a bonding episode with Chloe and Max. Episode four is really long as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of balances out a little bit. Three short, which is nice. I like that three was short. I wasn't complaining. Well, three starts off where you're at the school at night and you have to go meet Chloe, but you have to like rewind time to get past the president. And then you, and then you have a small scene where you see Victoria talking to Mr. Jefferson, where she's pretty much flirting with him, which I thought was humorous and true. (laughs) So. But he, but he also is very like, I did not just hear that. Yeah. <laughs> like, he still tries to be professional. Yeah, he's not very professional, though, if you ask me. so. But he tries. At this point in the game, he's actually doing the right thing and, like, being the professional teacher, man. I mean, like, you're not hitting on me. We're not having this discussion. Yeah, for now, he's being professional. <laughs> uh, it's a good little scene. I mean, this whole episode, like, where you're trying to break into the school because you're trying to get the files on the principal. Or not principal, but on Nathan, I think, right? Everyone. Nathan, Kate, Rachel. I do like this moment where you have where you have your boyfriend, whatever he is, uh, tell you how to make a bomb. (laughs) and You have to go and find little materials and make a bomb. But when you blow open the door, neither of them thought the alarm would go off. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, oh, shit, the alarm went off. Well, you set off a bomb, guys. What did you think was going to (laughs) happen? Can you find the keys at all? Or do you have to make the bomb? You have to make the bomb. I'm pretty sure. Fair enough. But then you just rewind time and the bomb never happens. That's what I do. I like that you rewind time. She's like, I better get this door open before she. And then you just open the door for her, like, hi. Oh, and is it this? I don't remember what episode it is, but there's one point where she says, 
God, what does Chloe say? She says boo, something boo, because she's a punk ghost. I can't yeah, remember what it was. I think that was this episode. Okay, I I laugh my ass off when she does that. Because I, I think Max was out at night by herself, and then Chloe scares her. Yeah, she's like, I'm a punk ghost, get it? And I'm like, I do, I do get it. Oh my god. I like Chloe. I think Chloe's really cool. I, I also like this little scene of running around the school having to collect supplies to make a bomb and you know, and then rewinding time after you set off the bomb to then get all the files on the students from his office. Yeah. And then they do a very teenager, young adult thing and go into the pool for some reason. Each episode. They gotta do something stupid. Right. <laughs> I mean, They're this is a really well. a dumb moment to me, but I get it. Like you just broke into a building. And your thing is, let's go swimming. And I, I, yeah, it feels realistic. Yeah it's, though. yeah, it's just like, well, we're out here. We might as well. It's uh, well, I think also, I think Chloe also wants time with Max to hang out and have fun. Yeah, and explore it, things. It's, like, a, yeah. it's a really cute moment too. Just them sitting in the pool, yes. and I mean, and then it leads on other things. Where after you have the pool, you have when you're trying to when you're about to leave. Thankfully, you got dressed already first. You have security come in the building, realize you're in there, which is not surprising because then you turn lights on. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, when you break into a building, it's usually a good idea not to turn anything on. You know? Yeah. It gets people's attention. <laughs> I mean, I thought there was going to be attention from all the flashlight waving they were doing. Yeah, they were doing a lot of that. And how they don't get caught. Like, you, you have to, like, hide in the bathroom, then go back to the pool, and you run out the door. I mean, that's how I hid, at least. I hid it by the stalls. And you can hide in a couple different places in this part, though, I think. Yeah. But you hide, and then think... you... Oh. So I don't think I hid. I think I just kept, like, dodging them. All rewinding time or just dodging? Like, if you, like, yeah, you just keep dodging and you don't have to hide anywhere. Well, I didn't, like, hide. I didn't press that button prompt to hide. I just stood by where the stalls were and waited until he passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he doesn't walk, he doesn't walk all the way down the, the hall where the stalls are for some reason. Yeah. Which really doesn't make sense. If you were looking for somebody, you would walk down the stalls. Right. Well, I, I, I always took it as they are reacting to Madsen saying there was a break in, but do they believe it? Are they sure? Okay. That's a good way to put it. Okay. And then, like, the part that I found kind of unbelievable when they get into the truck and they drive off and the guys run towards the truck and then don't see it. Like, you think they would notice, why is there a random truck in the parking lot? Let's take a, let's take this license plate down. <laughs> Maybe they did, because Joyce does say later on that she knows. Oh, OK. That she knows they were there. Don't even bother hiding it. That's cool. I didn't catch that. I don't know, it's a small moment. I mean, me being the, the good person, <laughs> it's not something I ever would have done in life, but it, it does fit a couple 18 year old punks. <laughs> and then I think there's not much else in this episode. I think there's the them bonding at the house and where you can like go against Madison, I think at this point already, if I remember correctly. And this is oh no, there's more. And this is where you have to change into Rachel Amber's clothes because your clothes all smell like chlorine. Yeah. Which I think is also a kind of really cool thing because then everybody reacts to you differently after that. Yeah. They call you an asshole and stuff or they call you oh, you look like Rachel. Or they make comments to you. I don't know. I got a kick out of that. And Oh, so next question is, as you as you go through, you end up going to Frank. You have to get the keys from Frank because you want to get oh, into God. his yes. RV. I like this where you have to talk to random people in the diner to get them to say certain things. And then you have information to get Frank to be a dumbass and put the keys out. I love just walking up to Frank and spilling his beans on the ground. <laughs> Pouring the beer on him. Well, that too. But just the beans. My beans. I was eating those. <laughs> I didn't do so that. stupid. He gets so mad. They waste his beans. <laughs> he paid for him. <laughs> oh, it's just funny. It, it's just a cool little moment to fuck with him. Like with the beer, he's like, why would you do that? Now you're dead. But no, with the beans, he truly freaks out. <laughs> so now you know how to upset somebody. Spill their beans. <laughs> it's just a small moment, but 
So my other question is, like, I like how you have to get him to put the keys on the table, and then you grab the keys and then rewind time so he doesn't realize you have the keys. <laughs> yeah. Because he's like, I'm going to kill you. And you just, you know nothing. <laughs> I, I do like the idea that anything she picks up or anything she has, if she rewinds time, she keeps it. But if yes. somebody else picks it up or somebody else does it, it doesn't hold with time. Yes. Little thing that does play a part. Next episode. And then I, I think, oh, so when you go to Frank's trailer, you have the choice to either throw the bone in the street or throw the bone in the parking lot. What did, what did you do, Alyssa? I did it in the street. Oh, <laughs> you devil. Jesus. <laughs> More Pompadou. <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't want to say that name, by the way. In in episode four, if you say the name Pompadou, he, he gets pissed. He's like, how the fuck you know that? Oh, jeez. Uh, Tiff did it when she was playing. <laughs> like, oh, wrong option. Because uh, then he realized that you're the one that stole his keys and went to his RV. Yeah, I, I I think I threw the the bone in the street the first time, but I definitely did not do it this time because holy shit! I did it by accident when I hit the button too quick, but I rewinded immediately because I didn't want to kill the dog. Because it's a dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't rewind, Alyssa? Maybe not. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck that dog. <laughs> oh, it's just a cool little moment, and then like you go in there, you get information, you find out that he knew Rachel, that he knew more about Rachel, and that Rachel was pretty much almost was sleeping with him, pretty much. Which upsets Chloe a lot, and I think you have a small scene where they're arguing in the, in the truck, which kind of plays a big part where she blames her father for what happened. And then, who gives her the picture? Does Joyce give her the old picture? Yes. Yes. Okay. Joyce gives her an old snapshot they took the day that Chloe's father, William, died. And she starts to stare at it, and the picture starts to talk. She starts to hear words from the picture, and the picture starts to move. I well, didn't catch it. Uh, doesn't, should she do it at first? I mean, that's what happens at first? thought so or pretty quickly oh i thought it was only at the end maybe it's i don't remember that's something she she's holding it it does it though right like later on when she's like when you can actually go into the picture yeah you're right oh maybe she's already back at the at the apartment or at the uh, the dorm then when it does it yeah she's back at the dorm she's holding the picture and that's when it talks to her yeah i would do the same thing she did i would freak out and drop it too and tell you that right now my ass would have burned it too <laughs> I don't like, I mean, I believe in paranormal stuff and paranormal stuff freaks me out. So if I had a picture start talking to me, you're going in the fire picture. No question. Like, I won't have I dolls. I don't like dolls. Like, Tiff had a, like a <laughs> 70 year old doll at one point in storage. And I'm like, that's never going to be in our house. Like, that would terrify the hell out of me. Terrified. It, it, we sold it to somebody who loves dolls. But dolls, like, that type of stuff. Nope. No, thank you. You don't want it to come to life and kill you, Mike? No. <laughs> I used to have a fear of mirrors, too, when I was younger. <laughs> I always had the fear I'd look in a mirror and something would move and I wasn't moving. Oh, no. So I don't like mirrors. <laughs> I, and I do like that again, that once again, they kind of end the episode with like another wrinkle on the power. Yeah, because she can she can travel through time. She's able to look at the picture and travel back to that moment. Yeah. Which reminds me of butterfly effect, by the way. I think the father can do that, if I remember correctly. I think the father because Ashley Kutcher writes it down. That's how he travels through time. It's been a long time. It doesn't matter. But <laughs> it is a cool wrinkle where she goes back in time and then she goes to the day William died and you have to go and grab the keys and throw the keys outside to hide them. There's something interesting about like your starting episode. Well, yeah, but the episode three ends on a cliffhanger. Yes. Right after this, right after the altar time. I don't know. The, it ends when you go back in time and you are in the alternate reality Blackwell, right? Um, no, that's the yes. Yes, you are right. After she resets time, she does. You have that moment. Yes. That's oh, no, you do, have to re- you do have to change time first. Yes, you, you go back yes, in yes, time, yes, yes, yes. You, you throw the keys outside, she's all happy, and then she wakes up 
in back in present time, but she's wearing preppy clothes now and not her normal clothes that she was wearing. And she's like popular and friends with people. Yeah. Which is also interesting. And that's when you have the moment where she ends up like, I got to go see Chloe. And when she gets back to Chloe, that you have the cliffhanger of Chloe's now in a wheelchair because when, when their father didn't die, she ended up getting an accident instead. And she was paralyzed for life, mm-hmm. like really badly paralyzed. And it, that's kind of a, a, a very good moment to show you like what fucking with time does and how much it changed things. Yeah. So I thought it was pretty cool. I, I really <laughs> liked it. I think the, I mean, it's really sad too. Like when you go back, cause I mean, again, I feel like being paralyzed like that could almost be worse than death, depending like in her state of mind that she's in and everything. Yeah. I'm not paralyzed. I, I don't know. So <laughs> it just seems really sad because she's in such a, she's in a, you know, full wheelchair. She's also in terrible pain. She's dying. Like it's a really sad episode. Yeah. And this first part, when you interact with her, it's so sad. Like, and this is when you also see the beach whales again, like where you really see them, they talk about them, which weren't, were the beach whales an effect of her fucking with time? I, how so. I, took it? I don't know. Okay. That's how I took it. I don't know if I'm right, but that's just my assumption. I would say, I think like every episode ends, she discovers a new wrinkle of her powers. And then there's a new odd nature event that happens, whether it's snowing in summer or fall, whether it's, or snowing when it's like sunny out or like snowing or I mean, I mean like the two moons in episode four or the beached whales. There's always like a thing. Okay. I didn't. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't really think about that. But yeah, I like that, though. I liked again, as I've said many times, I like the fact that it's fucking with it. <laughs> yeah. And then you have a really like it's a very touching and episode four is fucking long, too. But it has a very touching moment as this progresses where kind of spend the day with her. They watch Blade Runner, which made me laugh. I've never seen Blade Runner, by the way, still to this day. That's, so. You don't need to. <laughs> I want to. I feel like I should watch it one day. I just never mm. gotten around to it. Don't watch it when, like, when they're watching it. You might, you need to be like on like something to watch it because it is so small, so slow. So you mean wait till I go to Vegas again? Okay. <laughs> you, need, you need to do like a line of coke. Oh, then that won't be happening. Okay, ever so. Oh, it, it, it is... Have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> The farthest uh, I was going to go was edibles again, not not cokes. I was so sleepy watching that movie. I watched it twice. I just it's on Netflix, and I'm like, I should probably watch this one day again. Like, I think I've seen parts of it, but I never, I don't really know anything about it. Like at the end of this, at the end of this, when they watch the movie, she makes a comment. Well, do you think Deckard's a, a replicant? And I'm like, I got no fucking idea, Chloe. I don't remember this movie. I don't remember anything. <laughs> I feel like that that question might have been answered with the with the sequel, but I don't know and don't. I don't want to know. So, oh, it was okay. The sequel is also so much better. One day, one day I'll watch them. It's on my list. That's neither here nor there. But it it, it it is a nice little moment to have them, you know, have reality stuff mixed in with the fictional video game. Yes, and also just seeing the ways that Chloe is written differently now that she's not like a punk because she didn't lose her father and that she suffered a, a terrible accident years later has a much different outlook on things, which I, I thought was good, too. But she still has, like, the sassiness. There's still a little bit of that in her, but it's yeah. not the same. Yeah, yeah. she doesn't have blue hair. She's not a punk. And this is when you get, I think, one of the most touching moments is where she asks you to kill her. Yes, she, well, yeah. because it because it makes it very clear that she is going to die anyway, eventually. Yes. And this way yeah. she just falls asleep. And she wants you to go and get morphine from the bathroom. And then tells yeah. you to just turn on the morphine nonstop. Yeah, it's, it's Million Dollar Baby all over again. That's a good movie. OK, I didn't think about that, but I've never seen that. I, I think this I think this game does it better. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a touching little moment, though. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting moment that I it, 
there's the there's the debate about whether it's like showing disability as like negative thing or like a I didn't yeah, take it that a way. A thing worse than death or whatever, but it does make pains to say that like other people are living like this, but in this particular situation, she's still dying. It's still getting worse. Yeah, because she makes it sound like she's like, I don't have long to live anyway. Oh, but again, like if you do the research and you flip through everything, the, it is very clear. Okay. Like she's going to be dead in like months? Uh, doesn't exactly say months, but they're like, yeah, her whole system is just declining every day. And also the parents are probably going to lose the home very soon. Oh, because they they spent everything to retrofit it to fit her needs. Got and you know that's another very realistic moment in the fictional world. Huh. Yes, the American yeah. healthcare system. So yes, it's true. <laughs> I mean, it's very very true. Yeah, but uh, I also like how it's a French person's take on the American healthcare system. They're also not wrong, but that's also more interesting too. But it's just it's just a good moment. I I didn't I didn't kill her. I was the oh, I did left her. You did? Yeah, I, I did do it. Oh. Uh. I take what you do, Alyssa. I did not. Okay. Uh, to me, it, it, this is the thing where it's like it's fictional, you know. Like I care about Chloe in this fictional scenario. I don't mind doing it. I mean, plus you, you know, you know, you're just gonna rewind time anyway. So. But do you? Yeah, but still, it's just so sad. Okay, this is okay. This is when you don't really rewind time. This is where you jump universe. You jump into multiple universes or parallel. Yeah, you jump. Worlds. You jump out of the world in which this happened, but it still happened. You never rewound time. Good point, because by changing the event of the father dying, you change and, and made a different reality that, that popped out. Right. You you never go back to the original world you were in. You just keep going to different worlds. Right. Which is why I don't think time travel is possible. Okay. Because like the way Max was acting this time was different because she is she knows what's going to happen. So she's just like by the fireplace and like just waiting for him to leave. Yeah, because she's completely so, like, aware. Yeah. So, like, again, she acted differently. Therefore, it's a different timeline. OK, good point. And then this episode just keeps on going. <laughs> yes. Like, ideally, that'd be like the halfway point. Right. But it's not even. No, because then you jump back to, to the previous world, sort of. And she hugs Chloe. She's like, you're alive. She's like, yeah. What did you do to Max? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, like, she's aware that Max did something Max shouldn't have. And this is where I think you have a good moment that I think is really entertaining in one sense to me and also disturbing. Where when you get back to the school, you meet Mr. Jefferson while you're with Chloe. And Chloe's like, man, you're you're hot for teacher. Makes a comment about that. And it's like, oh, if only you knew this, what this guy's been up to. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, I think I think you still have to. Um, no, the, the, you have to do the, all the investigation stuff first, don't you? No, the investigation stuff's after because this is where you go. Oh, this is when you go during the day. You go during the day and you take his you have to go to Nathan's room, break into Nathan's room where, yes, where you yes, say, yes, 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 yes. use the fire extinguisher to break open the door. Then I rewind time so the door never broken because my yes. mind is like you break open the door. He's going to be aware somebody was in his room and somebody broke the door. But if you unlock right. the door, you might. Oh, I forgot to unlock it. You're not going to think, well, I banged it with my fire extinguisher next to it. Like <laughs> you're not going to forget that or, you know, realize that was an accident. I have a complaint with this room. Okay. Though. It's a simple complaint, but it just bugs me in fiction when fiction does this. Uh, one of sure. the things that he has in his in his room that you can examine, he has a bondage poster. And I don't like it how they have the villain type guy has like that because I feel like it's trying to say that it's evil in a way. And it just bugged me personally. Yeah, that is. I, I'm not the biggest fan of that. They do Granted, other things, too. So other fiction. I've seen it. Yeah, I I don't know. It just irritated me. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do like how they kind of show his room and, he, you know. And the fact that where you have to find like the, you have the very Scooby Doo moment where you have to you see, oh, there's scratch marks by the couch. and You have to move the couch to find his hidden phone. Right. <laughs> it's very Scooby Doo ish. 
I will say for the record, I don't think Nathan is into that. I think that was just a byproduct of what he was doing. Okay. Good way to put it. It's just a, a little wrinkle that's there that yeah. things do sometimes, and I bring it up every whenever. No, I, <laughs> I, I, I fully support you doing that. And I do like, like, I think it's funny they get Nathan's stuff, and then right when they're about to leave, Nathan walks in, and he's like, what are you doing in my dorm? Except they could be visiting other guys. Like, they know Warren. They can say, hey, we're here to see Warren. Right. Instead of just. And also, he has been in her dorm before, in her room. Yeah. Because he, oh, he's the one that wrote something about fuck you or slut or something like that in, in her room. Something like that, and like put a picture of her head on a platter in her room or something. Okay, I don't remember that. He's just a weird idiot. And this is where you yeah. have Warren who backs you up, and if, and you can either stop him or let him beat the shit out of Nathan. Oh, what did you For do? A second time. <laughs> yes. I let him beat him up. <laughs> yes. He deserved it. I stopped him. Oh. I let him beat him up. Good. <laughs> he probably so deserved it. I was so used to going on the date with Warren as well. You went on the date with Warren? I said yes to doing it. It never happened, but... Oh, I said yes, too. Because Warren's a cool guy. Also, Warren reminded me of me when I was 18, so... But... <laughs> I, think I, said, I think I said no the first time, which made him a little bit more distant. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it, it's just cool how he wants to help you, and, like, you don't let him because it's a girl thing that you guys are trying to solve this crime, even though he probably right. would be good to bring along, you know? <laughs> but then he'd probably get killed, too, so that might not work out too well. And then he wouldn't have the picture to save the whole day, so... You know, probably good you didn't take him along. Yeah. And then this is oh sorry, keep going. No, I'm just I'm just remembering the sequence of events. So this is when you go back to the room, I believe, and start the deduction work? No, 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 no. No, you no. go to Frank, because when you went to Frank's yes. trailer earlier, you took the drug book, but you couldn't read it because he wrote it in code. Not a very good code, yes. but he wrote it in code. So you have to go to Frank, and this is where things can I should turn that off. This is where things can change a lot. Where depending on what you say, you can have, Chloe can shoot Frank. And if Chloe shoots Frank, then Frank's dead. You can leave Frank dead. If you yes. want, I did not. I rewind time and then th- made her throw away the gun and then did it. I did too. When Tiff was doing this last night, she made the mistake of saying the dog's name. And this is when I realized, oh, the dog, he gets really, really pissed when you say the dog's name. <laughs> yes, I did that too. And then I rewound. And then Chloe stabs him in the leg. <laughs> it's a killer, but she stabs him in the leg with his own knife. And he's like, <laughs> fuck you guys. And he gives you the key anyway. It was a strange little moment. The but then she can also just talk to him and have him just let you in. You have to use violence. <laughs> he doesn't appreciate when you tell him, though, you gave me the keys already to me. He does not appreciate when you say that. We've already been in there. I, know, I, too. I, I just made it so that we were cool and he liked me. Did you try to shoot him, though, earlier? Yeah. Okay, because uh, he gets really mad about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you can but you can, you can can calm him down from that. Yeah, I, I calmed him down in my playthrough and he gave me the he gave me the key. He gave me the key to. The key to open yeah. it. Oh, he just gave me the yeah, he just gave me the decoder. Yeah, he gave me that too. The, the decoder. Yeah. That's what I meant. Oh, he also gets shot in the leg too. I guess you can stab him in the leg, shoot him in the leg. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and this is when they go back to the bedroom and they have to go and decode everything. You have to you have to go through and look at the different dates and times of where they were at and put everything together. And it yes. takes a while. I was I did this last night for Tiff because I'm like I she was trying to finish it in time. She was trying to finish episode four. So then today she could finish episode five, which did not happen. Because she worked too long. But this part is not. It took. I mean, I knew what to do. So I just did it really fast. But it's very cool that you're kind of being a detective and putting things together. Oh, yeah. That's like really. It's really cool. Like it's the analog nature of it is what I like. I'm just like this section of stuff. This section of stuff. What do you need? And I like how you have to unlock Nathan's phone. I couldn't figure out his pin number. So I just purposely put in the wrong password. Then use the number that he had on the card to reset it and get in the phone anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys figure out the actual pin or did you do the same thing? 
No, I did the same thing because I could not. I couldn't figure okay. it out. I at least this time I just did the wrong password until I put in the the big one. Okay, it's a cool little thing. Like you have to do that to get into his phone, and when you get into his phone, I think you get some you get some more info, and you still have more info put together, and then finally you put everything together and you get the coordinate of this cabin that he was sta- that he was that he's been at a whole bunch. Not a cabin, it's a barn. Oh, barn. Yeah, barn's great. More correct. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> this is when things are to go to hell though. <laughs> I think this is one of the creepiest moments in, in games, kind of, in a way. Like, you go to this barn, and then you, you get in pretty easily, and you have to push some things around. But it's when you're inside the barn, you find a very creepy moment that I want to talk about. You find you don't want to talk about? I do want to talk about. But I, oh. First, I want to say about this code. First, you have a code. You have to, you have to put in a certain code. I couldn't figure it out. There are, there's no numbers in the barn. You have to look at the key code and see there's three keys that are pressed more often and use that and use that to figure out what the code is. You can also just look at the the passcode sheet. I didn't find a passcode sheet. Yeah, you did. From when he uh, when you got Nathan's stuff, it was the passcode oh, sheet was mixed that, in. Okay, I didn't go through my old document. Yeah. Okay. So the it was the one that was written in red, like five seven two or something. I used Google and Google told me. Okay. I was because like. I couldn't find the phone password, but I'm like, well, surely if it's a three digit password, that's also this thing that's clearly written here. That's cool. Okay. I'm glad they put it somewhere else. I was really confused. I'm like, well, the internet helped me, but okay, that's cool. And this is, I think when the game gets the most fucked up, (laughs) when you go into the dark room and you see like, you see binders with different girls' names and you see Rachel's name and Kate's name and pictures of girls tied up like unconscious. It's, it's really fucked up. (laughs) It's good though. Like, I like how when you touch when you see the duct tape, she's like, you know, it's not a good time. You find duct tape in a bunker. <laughs> I just thought that was odd. Like, I mean, doesn't that seem normal? But eh, I mean, nothing, nothing here is normal when you see like just the weird setup of the, of the dark room. And when you think Nathan just a, is a serial killer, then like he's the one that did all this, even though it's partly true, but not completely true. And and then you think the episode end there, but it doesn't. <laughs> this yeah. is where it goes too long. So this is the thing. It's like they, they do the thing in every in every like preview at the end of the, of the episode where they like. They tell you what's going to happen next time, right? They, they put you in a place. That's why, like, in episode two, they show the train sequence. Like, that's, like, at the end of the episode. Yes. Here, and for episode four, they just they just tease the whole Vortex Club thing. So the whole time you're playing this, you're like, where's the Vortex Club party? Where's the party? Where's the party? Then it's like, you finish this barn sequence. Like, it's like, no. Now we have to go and figure out where everyone is and confront Nathan and do the whole thing now. And this part is kind of long. Too, this is when you have drunk Warren, and I remembered what to do where you were trying to get into the VIP club of the Vortex, which is at the school, and they're all drinking alcohol, which seems like that wouldn't be happening when it's a school-sponsored function and they're 18, but hey. Well, A, the principal's drinking all the time. B, again, Nathan and Victoria, they're rich. They can do what they want. Okay. <laughs> that does feel very true. Yeah. This money does work <laughs> very well. Yes, I just found it funny that it's like, you know, it's a, it's a it's obviously a sponsored event by the school. Yet everybody's drunk off their ass and high and stuff. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but it's behind curtains. So it's like, you know, if you weren't there and then the way you have to get into the VIP club, they won't. I'm assuming they don't let you in no matter what. You have to go and push a speaker system into the pool and then rewind time when they're chasing after you. I kind of wish it killed everybody for a second. It should. That would realistically kill everybody. It does not in, in this, but I'm pretty sure if you drop in a live speaker into a pool, they're all dead. Yeah. In episode five, they have the whole electro, elect, electrocution sequence, too. So it's like, if that oh, worked yep. then, why didn't it work this time? But hey, whatever. I don't know. It's kind of weird that they didn't, they didn't have that. I don't know. Maybe it's too gruesome. 
They're like, yeah, yeah you're not going to let you do that. We'll let you do it with one guy. We're not going to let you do it with a whole bunch of people in the pool. No, a little thing. But then it's I, I thought it was just a cool way. And I mean, I remembered exactly what to do from my previous playthrough. So I just went and did that. And then as you progress through, you run into Victoria. And then when you were in the in the dark room, you saw that Victoria had a photo album. Alyssa, did you warn Victoria? Yes. Okay. Same. Dominic? Oh, absolutely. That's the right thing to do. <laughs> and then you warn her. I mean, I don't think it affects very much because when you are in the dark room, you see her there too. Yeah. So I don't think it. I don't think it changed much. But I think it more is that you win her trust and your relationship is better. Okay. Yeah. Because this is still the reality where she never turned in the selfie picture, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. So yes. You yes, go yes. to the Vortex Club. You. She gets a text. Uh, Chloe gets a text message that you find. You find out Mason's not there. And then you get a text message from Nathan saying he's going to burn Rachel's body, which I forgot to mention you earlier. You went and found Rachel's body. Yeah. And then Chloe freaks out. Then you go some. I don't remember when it was, but you do find Rachel's body. You find Rachel's body. Well, you find Rachel's body before the Vortex Club sequence. Okay, because they found it when they were at the dark room. Okay, right. They found where she was in the dark room. So after that, they go to the Vortex Club. Chloe is out looking to kill Nathan, basically, as Max is doing all this. Then, um... They get a text from Nathan saying that he's going to hide the evidence once they get out of the Vortex Club, which makes them go back, go back to Rachel's body, except it's not Nathan who did this. It was Mr. Jefferson. (laughs) So, Alyssa, since this was your first time, what did you think when that happened, when he shoots Chloe in the face and then knocks and then gives her the drug, Max the drug? I was like, when I was playing this, my jaw was on the ground. I'm like, what on earth is going on right now? I was in so much shock. I I warned you. I'm like, this game's going to get a little weird just to <laughs> be warned. <laughs> it's such a good mystery moment. Like when you find out Mr. Jefferson was the killer and, and manipulating Nathan the whole time. Yeah, it's just nuts because he was like, oh, I'm like a father figure to him. And so it's easy to get him to do what I want because he wants yeah. to do what I do. I mean, it's a really messed up plan when you think about it because you're you're weighing your not an anonymity on an idiot with yeah. a temper. Which is yes. not, you know, a smart thing when you're a serial killer to weigh it on, a, you know, other people involved. Ask, ask, ask uh, H.H. Holmes how that worked out for him. He's betrayed by his assistant, who then he then killed. And they arrested him. Mr. Jefferson also did. Yes. Because <laughs> he kills Nathan. He's like, I sent it from Nathan. So when I killed him. So. It's not even on the camera. It's just off screen. It happens. He's just dead. Mm-hmm. That's a good little thing, because it makes sense. I mean, when you're from, I have watched enough documentary about serial killers. When you're a serial killer, you can't have partners. You can't have other people because they always have the keys to your jail cell at any moment to lock you up. I mean, lock both of you up, but still, I mean, you don't want people having that information. And I just really like the idea that this guy is a freaking like just serial killer, rapist type thing, whatever the hell he is. I thought it was interesting that like when she looked at the old, because she had like no memory of what was going on or anything. But then she was able to look at the old pictures or not old pictures, but the pictures that he took and then time travel to that point and then be able to know like what was going on. Oh, and this is the end of the episode, right? When all this happens, right? When he, Oh, the end of the episode is when you find out that it was him. Yes. And then the episode ends and you go in episode five. Yes. Yes. What I was talking about was, yes. (laughs) And episode five is where you wake up in the dark room. Yeah. Oh, it was a fucked up moment. (laughs) Because yeah, it makes it because it's like she goes through it and then it makes you relive it with her. Yeah. What he was doing. So he would tie people up, drug them out and then take pictures of them when they're laying on the floor. Drugged up. Yes. Yeah. It's really messed up. Also, I mean, I know this is a this is a real thing with serial killers. They always have trophies. But, you know, is it really a good idea to catalog all your murders? Like, it's probably not a good thing. 
But also, like, where was he going to sell those? Like, where was he going to get recognition for them? Just for himself, because he's insane. I guess. That's how I took it. But I feel like, well, the the, the thing is, like, at some point, some of those pictures got out. Because I think before you find the darkroom, you kind of find some pictures like that, don't you? Uh, Of Kate, but not exactly. Okay. You don't ever see, like, you know, where you can really tell what's happening. Right. I don't know. It's just one of those moments that's always stuck with me in games. Like, I always remember that whole thing when you find out that Mr. Jefferson is a freaking serial killer. Yeah. Like, it is so good. And just like when she's trying to talk to him and she's all drugged out. And then she sees a picture on the table when she was less drugged out, she thinks, based on the picture. And then you go through time where you're just laying on the floor, duct taped together, your hands. Yeah. Like, it's so fucked up. He's just taking pictures of you. I think he's going to kill you, too, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Oh, that's the plan the whole time. It's, yeah. Uh, and this is where she oh she convinces him to give her, give him the, give her the photo book. Well, she was yeah, exactly. like, oh, you still I noticed you still have my journal. And then he was like, oh yeah. And then he he like throws it on the ground in front of her because he has no idea what she can do. Right. <laughs> I like how he's yelling at you like you're moving around. He's like, stop moving around, stop it. He gets so mad. <laughs> he gets so mad and it's like crazy. <laughs> but it and he calms down right away. He's like, that's good, that's good, just like that. I feel that fits the serial killer motive, too, because he has to be calm in order to get away with what he's been doing for. I mean, you obviously can see like all the different minors. He's been doing this for a while with many different women. Right. Like this isn't his first abduction. So he's gotten, you know, like any serial killer, they get good at it and they get used to it and they get, you know, pigheaded for lack of better word. Ignorant. They're not ignorant. Pigheaded. But this time, for whatever reason, he said to rack up a whole body count (laughs) and kidnap more than one person, which. I don't know exactly why he wanted to do all of that this time. I mean, he's getting confident. He's getting sloppy, you know, I mean, and which is, again, if you if you study serial killers, there's many different ones that have been caught because they got stupid and they kept doing it. Like Ted Bundy, for example, he got caught, escaped jail and kept killing people. Like there was one time where he killed, he attacked a dorm room, killed multiple people and then ran away and then killed more people that same night. Right. Like, I mean, serial killers, they can't, whatever is whatever is with a person that does it, they can't help themselves. And I think this game does a good job of showing that with Mr. Jefferson. He just cannot help himself. I, I, it does really such a good job of how showing how psycho he is. Yeah. And then when she goes back in time, I can't, is this where she then uses the phone book and then turns him in? Or I don't remember what happened with the journal. Oh, let's see. She keeps going back and going back. And then at some point she's able to go back to the beginning. Yeah. Like, all no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, how does she do that? No, she. Oh, yeah. She keeps finding multiple pictures where she's more awake, and she uses that to jump around. And then he finally throws a journal at her. Right, and she wants to go back and like do everything to prevent this all from happening. Yes, but I think she fails. Sort well, of. When she goes back, when she's back in the classroom, I think that was when she was trying to find David's phone number, like to. Oh yes. He wants to blame it on him early, make it so the week didn't happen the way that it did, so Chloe survives and everything. Because yeah. it's when he throws the, the diary down for her, that she can go back to that first selfie she took in the first episode. Yeah, because he kept it, or it was in the journal. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay, then, is does she still end up in the dark room in this one? Or this is the one where she turns in her picture and ends up going to the ceremony? Yes, that's right, where she so goes she, to the ceremony. She goes to the ceremony, but also turns Jefferson in, so she couldn't go to the dark room either way. Yes, because he's already been caught. Yeah. yeah. Then she goes out to the place with the principal because she's on the plane. Yes, and it's at, it's at the at the it's at the place in San Francisco. I think it's San Francisco 
where she's at yeah. the art museum, where Chloe then calls her and tells her that the storm, there's a tr- hurricane's going to hit the town and kill everybody. Yes. Yeah. And then she's freaking out and she's trying to focus on her picture to go back. And I thought it was funny because someone comes up to her and is trying to talk to her and she's like, not right now. <laughs> I thought that was so cool. I also really, I do like her picture. I think her picture is cool. Alyssa, so you're a photography person. What did you, what did you think of this picture? Is it award, award winning to you? I really liked it. I mean, I, I loved how all the other photos were in the background of her and stuff like that. Like I thought it was really artistic and different. So now you know what to do. Copy Life is Strange and see how many people <laughs> actually know what you're doing. <laughs> I guarantee you a lot of people wouldn't know. <laughs> Apparently big enough to win a contest that sends her to be feted by the art world. That's really oh, cool. Well, what was crazy is I thought it was crazy that this is this doesn't happen until later, but I'm just going to bring it up so I don't forget. When she goes back to the classroom again and that piece of paper is thrown at Kate. Yes. Yeah. And then she goes and looks at the piece of paper and then it says, like, if you're reading this, Max, like, you're dead. And it was Mr. Oh. And it had, like, XOXO. Well, that's because by that point, the whole reality has changed. And now it's just specifically targeting her. If you read it originally, it's something about Kate in the video, like, in episode yeah, one. I didn't read it originally because I totally mi- I didn't even think to look at it. But yeah, then I, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm like, you know. And then I looked because that was when everything everyone was, like, disappearing. And it was just her in the room. Right. But, yeah, originally it was about Kate. But now, yeah, everything is targeting Max once we get past the whole party sequence where she's at the gallery and celebrating her success. She goes back again to fix things, except now everything is truly fucked up because she's fucking around too much. Yeah. I also like how she keeps having nosebleeds constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Which reminds me of Stranger Things. Mr. Jefferson's like, oh, like I must have given you too much like drugs. (laughs) Let me loosen it up a little bit so it doesn't happen. Like, okay, yeah, because she goes back in time using the picture at the art museum, rips up the picture, and then that alters time again or a different dimension. I think then she ends up in the dark room again. Yes. Right, because it's some somehow this means that Jefferson burns the diary. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, like, I was thinking about, like, does this mean that, because it's like, if you think about it, is this an inception sequence where if you take so much time in a certain timeline that you're outside of, does the other timeline that you're technically supposed to be in also still progress? I would say yes. Because like once you go through the whole Chloe sequence, the alternate reality with Chloe, you you go back and it's not the same time that she went. Like you're in the it's evening and you're with Chloe in your dorm. Oh. Which could be a which could be a different scenario, but she was just in her dorm by herself originally. She went back when she went to the alternate reality with Chloe in the wheelchair. Yeah. And then came back with Chloe there doing research, yada yada. Good point. So my question then is does this mean that through her adventures, going back through the diary that was thrown on the floor, did he just burn it right after that? Uh, he burns it in in one of the realities, but I forget. I think he does it by accident, he says. Maybe. I can't remember. No, he's just like, I got ahead of myself, and I already burned your journal. And this is where he's going to inject you with the the drug to kill you. Right. And but, that, they, but, but that all could still happen in the original version of you being there. Yeah. There's nothing, nothing that says that the diary has been burnt out of order i assume, i think the first time play i assumed he just collected it and then burned it after that but maybe not i just felt like he had it because it was on her or like it was in the car or something with her maybe that's how i took it see the cause and effect of ripping the photo earlier causing the burn to happen i also felt that it was time doing its thing because time she did it using time so time's like fuck you you ain't doing it anymore i burned your book mm. that's how i took it that time the fate was trying to stop her altering it too much. 
But she did enough. <laughs> and then this is where you have Madsen then comes in. I had Madsen die on me multiple times before I was actually able to save him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it took me a little bit. Now, like, if you warned him or if you warn early, look out, Madsen. He's like, how do you know that? And then he beats him in the face. But yeah. no, if you warn too early, he'll come back and shut you up. Oh, I never did that. And it happened to me at least once where I did it too, too early. And he just was like, nope, nothing more out of you. And he just injects you? Uh, or just hit, like, or hits me in the face. Oh, that was the end of that, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, and this is where then she finds out that Warren had a picture of her from the day before at the Vortex Club. And she has to go get Warren. But the, the terrible hurricane is hitting the town at the same time. Right. And when Madsen is arrested, er, capturing Jefferson, you can tell Madsen that Chloe's dead. And if you do that, then he shoots Jefferson. Yes. Yeah. What did you do, Dominic? Oh, I did that. Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> Are you Alyssa? Yeah, I, I did that as well. <laughs> okay, I didn't. I did the first time that I rewind it. And I said, nope, we're going to let him live. Oh, because I was I couldn't remember if he was going to kill himself after that. But then I realized he, he wasn't. I know for a fact that he does not die. I don't know. It just it felt like the right thing to do was just not let him get murdered, because then you have I guess I'm following Batman's philosophy. Then you have two murderers in the room. You still have you're still left with one murderer. If Batman was to kill somebody, to kill a murderer, there's still one murderer. Well, I guess, I guess we'll have to talk about that at the final conclusion, then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will. So then you, you rush back into town. The hurricane is happening. Everything is a mess. And she goes through all this. And you can kind of like, you can say people if you want. I did, yes. but it's it felt pointless to me to say people. Because I'm going to rewind <laughs> time again. Oh, I say people. <laughs> I did, too. I also people. let one girl die. There was a one girl. I, I don't remember her name. Alyssa? Was it Alyssa? Yeah. The girl let Alyssa die? I did. She's like, Max, don't come near me. Ah! And I'm like, well, oh, well, I didn't rewind it either. I was getting hurt like the whole entire game. Like she would always get like hit by something or something or other. So yeah, Alyssa, it's like one of the fun Alyssa subplots die. is every episode you have to warn her against something. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it's OK. I thought her name was Alicia for some reason. Not Alyssa, but hey. <laughs> So that's what I thought it was. But yeah, I didn't say right. I didn't care. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to rewind time anyway. I know where I know what I'm going to do. So I know you'll be fine in the end. <laughs> and this is when you get to the diner, you find people are all injured. And then I think it's funny how you're like, Warren, I need that picture. He's like, really? Like everything's falling apart and you need this picture. He's like, what? <laughs> I think yeah. I think you explained to him, even though he won't remember it, that you can time travel. Mm. I think it's pretty far, like professing love to him and everything. But not exactly that, but like kiss him and okay. everything. Yeah. And then you warp through time again. And I don't think this is even the last time she does it either, if I remember correctly, right? Mm. No, this is where she warps through time so much that everything is so, I think, fucked up. Yes. Yeah, that it like, starts imploding. Wait, no, she, she's, when does she see Chloe? She doesn't see Chloe until later, because I'm trying to think, when does she go back to the school? Because then there's a bunch of birds hitting, the, she's in class, and there's a bunch oh, of birds. Okay, no, I now remember. She goes, she uses the photo with him, goes back to the Vortex Club, sees Chloe, yes. tells Chloe that they need to go back home, convince Madison about Jefferson, and they oh, do okay. that. Yep. Oh, but also does the thing of, like, I'm not going to remember this in five minutes, so good luck. And that's when she wakes up on the lighthouse again with Chloe, and then everything is, the hurricane's about to hit, and her okay. and Joyce is dead. Oh, I must have passed out, because they're locking up the hill still. Yeah. And then this is where she then, Chloe has the original picture I think of the butterfly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cause when she says that, you know, she was saying that like, she's supposed to die and that's the universe is trying to, you know, have her accept her fate and blah, blah, I blah. So after, well, the making the final choice comes after this. Yes. 
Because you still have to go through the whole fucked up sequence. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. okay, wait. All right. Well, yeah, I'm just thinking about like when she was in the classroom and like all those birds. Were, yeah. Like, That's right after this. I'm trying to see out the window what... and see all the dead birds. <laughs> I love that. I'm trying to see what she says. I have a video playing in the background and I'm trying to see what because I'm trying to think if she hands her the photo at this point or what happened before you have the choice. But it's taking too long. I have a real quick <laughs> random question. Did you guys see the giant squirrels out the window? No, I didn't. Oh, no. Um, what happens is she just passes out and then wakes up back in the classroom. Yes. Okay. But no, I did not see giant squirrels. Where were they when she's in the classroom in the weird time? Yeah, when you go out into the hallway, you can like look out the window and there's like giant squirrels so you can take a picture. That's cool. I, I really like the birds hitting the windows and nobody notices but her. I know, and then when you look out the window, you can see all the dead birds like on the floor. It just yeah. makes you think of Condemned. Every time I, hear, I see dead birds, I think of Condemned. <laughs> nobody? Okay. Good Xbox 360 exclusive. <laughs> wait, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> the game condemned. You have dead birds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good game. <laughs> that I people don't like talk about. I really like that game, by the way. I really do. It's on PC also. And then this is where you have, like, yeah, you, like Lissa was saying, everybody disappears. And then I like how you go in the hallway and everybody's talking all weirdly and everybody's walking backwards and everything is in oh, reverse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well, then I think, yeah, this is when she saw the note. That it said that she was dead. Yes, this is also when she sees the doe that leads you to the bathroom. Throughout this game, every so often she'll see a doe, a random like ghostly doe walking that kind of leads her to yeah, places. Which which could be Rachel or not. Okay. It makes me think of Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Yeah, it's a Patronus. <laughs> and this is where when she goes into the bathroom, then you get into the weird Metal Gear Solid part. Yeah. I like this part. I also like the idea that time is hunting her where you have to like sneak around people with flashlights that are looking for you like nathan madsen well before this we got the whole dorm sequence i did were you going through all the doors no that's after this figure out what doors you go through which i like that it gave little hints like on the little whiteboards by the doors i think this was first i i'm watching a video right now first was the sneaking around in the dorm okay it feels like the dorm came before maybe not oh let me check i cannot tell i'm pretty sure i did not know I think you're maybe I skipped too far ahead. Uh, I can't figure it out. If it was a dorm, the video I'm watching went really fast through the dorm. It's also a speedrunner video. So, yes, you're right. You're right. You do the dorm with all the doors that keep changing and you go through the doors and you play as different. You play as somebody else and have to go in then their door. Yeah. Play the game like, yeah. you that you know what the hell who, who whose name is what he played Victoria. I think he plays Rachel even. Yeah. I mean, Rachel. The- maybe. Figure out their dorm rooms. You just look up the the whiteboard or whatever, and, yeah, or yeah. the corkboard, and then it has like their rooms. Or well, first you have to find the key, which took me a while. I kept going through random doors and random doors and random doors until I realized I found the key, and the key had a door number, and I went in that door. Yeah. Oh, and I also got to say, there's one girl named Taylor in this that kept reminding me of Taylor Swift all the time whenever I saw her. <laughs> or that was intentional. I'm pretty sure it was. It just it really reminded me of Taylor Swift, like a young Taylor Swift. Hmm. And then you have then then you have the sneaky moment, which I think the sneaky moment is kind of cool. I was a fan of it. I was a fan of it. You could kind you could kind of brute force it, except for the parts where you couldn't. I tried to sneak, and there, near the end, I just started rewinding, rewinding, rewinding. So there was like one bottle I really struggled to get. Oh, you got to get those bottles. Yeah. Oh, I thought you had to. I, I grabbed a couple, but I didn't really. I don't think they did anything. No, I think I just took a picture. Okay, you take a picture, and it does like it shoots it. Like like you did before. I thought that was a part of the whole thing. Oh, no, I only grabbed like two or three and just, and just she didn't do anything with them. I'm like, what's the point of these? It's probably. Okay. Achievement. So I had it. So there was one bottle that's like stuck. I can't remember exactly. It's like, you know, in like a junkyard esque area. And it's like 
because it's like but then there's like three people kind of patrolling in the area so you have to like evade all of their flashlight beams and yada 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 except you know you can kind of rewind around them but you only have so much rewind time you know so it's like eventually the game will just kind of give up and reset you if you don't have enough space to rewind or get caught in by too many flashlight beams at the same time yeah that's cool so you just have to re- really keep resetting and resetting and i just have to keep doing it just to get one bottle because like mr jefferson was like stalking around it i think nathan was like down the way i think frank might have been not far behind either it's a very cool i still think it's a very cool moment oh yeah it's a very fuck you moment that really th- i mean this is this episode really fucked with your head it's the most gameplay you have yes and then you have a small moment where she's in a in a snow globe looking at William about to go off and get killed in the car accident, and she can't do anything about it. Oh, wait, I have a comment real quick. Yes. So I'm trying to think, and I, I think this happens when you're in the dorm, but when Kate is, like, at her, she's, like, there's, like, a little picture and stuff, so she's basically, like, mourning herself. Oh, wait, but did you guys, did she die? Did you guys save her? She died. She jumped. Oh, I- I, I saved Kate. Oh, okay. Because, like, yeah, she's, like, at her dorm, and she's, like, mourning herself, and then you go and talk to her, and she's like, you did this, like, you killed me, like, I'm gonna go to hell now, like, I can't go to heaven because I, you know, killed myself, and then she's, like, blaming, and then it's, like, she's in front of you talking, and then she's behind you talking, and, like, she keeps going, like, different places. I was, when I was playing this, this is when I messaged you, Mike, and I was like, wow, this game is really messed up, because I was just sitting here with my hand over my, ma- my mouth, like, oh my god. It just she was just blaming you like hardcore, and it was really <laughs> trippy, and it was just all oh, was so messed up. Uh, and then you you have another. I mean, again, all all messed up moment. But the next moment is Max is taped to the in the dark room again, and you have different. You have Jefferson taking pictures of different of different characters, like taking pictures of Chloe and and them insulting you and Chloe's with Nathan and all sorts of weird shit like that. Yes. Yep. I, I liked it. I thought it was like, and she's you know in her like her nightgown and stuff, which. I also thought was a, a more way that they could show in a more vulnerable position than she was before. Yeah, and then there was a scene too where Chloe was with uh, Victoria. Oh yeah, yeah, because I saw that and I was like, no. <laughs> I like that moment. I thought that was cool. No, because I was like, no, because Max's heart. <laughs> I, I like seeing the whole torture sequence of just everybody in front of her. I don't know. I I like a lot. Of, I don't know. It reminds me a lot of Evangelion, and so I I naturally like anything that kind of fucks with you like that. Okay, I can't remember Evangelion that well. I'm talking. I assume you mean like the later part of Evangelion. Yeah, they're like the end of the show. I think that's where I turned it off. I rewatched it on Netflix, and I got to when the other child shows up, and I was just, I'm like, I'm done. Oscar or Kaoru? The final one that's not a child. Oh yeah, Kaoru. Yeah, the final episodes are fantastic, and it's basically just an hour of this. Yeah, and that's when the the Netflix got turned off, and I was done. Ah. And I haven't gone back. And then you have like the very creepy saw room. <laughs> which made me laugh where no first she's yeah you, you wake up in a room where you have to put a code in to get through the door and there's all these codes throughout the entire room you got to figure out what code is right mm-hmm. and i'm like man this is solve one right here because there was a guy in saw one that had some kind of jaw mask on him and he had to find the code and he had a little candle and he lights on fire and dies it's that's what it reminded me of you have to look in the mirror and then the mirror will show you the correct code yeah it was a cool little scene and then the next part, you go into a diner and you everybody's frozen. You have to talk to yourself. And I, I like that. The first thing she says, I'm you, dumbass. Yeah, yeah. That, I love that. I'm going to talk to Max as Max. Mm-hmm. No, I feel like it was time like talking to her or something that it wasn't just her. 
Yeah, I can see that. That it was time impersonating her and complaining to her. Or maybe it is her. It's a version of her that kept fucking around and got stuck in time. Or I yeah. think it, or it's meant to be like an, uh, another version. Like, whether that's the original one or one that she left behind or... Because I'm listening to the conversation right now, and I don't... I take back what I said. I don't think it's time fucking. I think it really is her in a different world that she, yeah, that you left behind or something. Mm-hmm. Like it is a version of her. Yeah. yeah. It's a pretty messed up conversation. I'm just watching it right now. And it's just like, yeah, because she makes a comment that she, where she's like, yeah, you fucked up time for your precious punk Chloe. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's what she's been doing this whole time. Oh, it's and, a then, and then Chloe, yeah, Chloe comes in, like, stop fucking around with her. And I, 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 like I said, I like when the, it's like, it's like everything kind of stops, just kind of fuck around with you. It's like, where else do you go, really? And you then you have a moment where you run down a, a, a linear path and you see all these different moments of you and Chloe together. Yes. Yeah. That's why it's a love story. It is. It's a good one, too. Yeah, I love it. And then you wake up at the final moment at the lighthouse. There's always a lighthouse. And then this is where Chloe then gives you the option to say, go back and change things. Or not. So... You know, she does a whole speech. She gives she gives this is when she gives you the photo of the butterfly and says you can change everything that happened. Yeah. You can make it so that way this never happened. So you, so. you can either yeah, let Chloe die or let Chloe live and let everyone else die. <laughs> and as I said at the end of the previous episode of the show, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. And I sacrifice Chloe to save the bay. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> The oh, only correct it, the only correct way to do it is to save Chloe. Yes. I can't. Just to me, Chloe was meant to die because Chloe not dying, Nathan doesn't well, because you say Chloe, Nathan doesn't murder her, therefore he doesn't get caught for murder, therefore Mr. Jefferson keeps on murdering. And like the whole idea is that you fucked with things where if you just left it go the way it did, Jefferson gets caught right away. Nathan gets caught right away. Kate doesn't die. The hurricane doesn't happen. All those people don't die. You just sacrifice one person. Yeah, but what about love, Mike? What about love? The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Or the one. Live long and prosper. <laughs> no one in the Arcadia Bay is really a good person. Except maybe Kate. But still. Yeah, poor Kate. <laughs> I still felt that you can't make a decision that's going to kill all these people to save one person. Especially one person that's fated to die anyway. Oh, Mike. And yes, so I chose the bay over the bay, as people were saying before to me. (laughs) I just couldn't do it. I couldn't. I thought about it. And and again, it's such a tense situation. Even when you know how this game is going to play out, it was very tense for me to be like, what button do I press? What button do I press? You know, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's a video game, but it's like it really makes you feel the wrong one. Like, so so since I saw a different scene in both of you, I see a scene that shows her get killed, shows everybody come for the funeral. And that's what you get. So. What did you get, Alyssa? Since I, I haven't seen that scene. So, yeah, the whole world, like, you know, or not the whole world, but like, you know, the town just gets eaten up by the storm. And then you like go and I'm trying to think because I know all I remember is I'm like driving away. Like they, they just get into a car and then they're just, they're just driving away together. Yeah, that's why it wasn't worth it. <laughs> uh, disagree. <laughs> together. Everybody disagrees with me, by the way. So don't worry. Oh, Mike, I was on your side for most of this, and then now you just ruined it. So Giant Bomb had the similar thing where they insisted that choosing the Arcadia Bay was the right choice. It also makes everything that happened in the game irrelevant. Yeah, so why do it? Because. 
<laughs> because you never should have had powers in the first place. You tell me you're going to through all of this just to make everything the way it was and have nothing happen? Yes. Wow. But you have the knowledge. Wow. The knowledge, the knowledge was the powers we gained along the way. <laughs> I mean, I know it. I mean, I was thinking about it, too. I'm like, this makes the whole game irrelevant and everything we just went through for nothing. But you did save people. So that's what matters. Well, you at least do something in life and you save your girl and hopefully live happily ever after. Yeah, you're 18. You're not going to live happily ever after. Oh, my gosh. My I mean, come on. How many people marry someone they were together with 18 and make it work? I only know one couple that made it work. That's my cousin. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that married at that young. She married her high school sweetheart. Aww. My high school sweetheart. I still talk to her, but we definitely aren't dating. We haven't dated since I was 19 and I'm 34. So, or 20. I don't know. 21. She left me when I turned 21. Okay. 21. So, but I mean, again, it just doesn't work in most cases. So I say killer. I say <laughs> save people. <laughs> I'm a heartless bastard. What can I say? <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's true. You know, you you did the right thing of listening to the game and the audio for, for for once, but you just completely reworked it by choosing Arcadia Bay. By making yeah. the worst decision I could have. Yes. <laughs> the bay over the bay. Oh, I, I had to. She had to die. It wasn't my choice. It was time. Fate. It, it was your choice. Was you can say choice. fuck time. Defy fate. That's the whole point. No, you can't defy fate. That doesn't work out. Ask Sir. Well, I guess Sir does defy fate, doesn't he? Never mind. I'm going to make a joke, but. Because fate is a robot, if I remember well, correctly, in Cross. Yes, that's that's a different story. But <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just keep making me think about it since you mentioned Cross. Well, I mean, the, even then, like Groundhog Day, isn't the whole thing about that defying your fate, defying his I fate? The constantly don't like live over and over. Of course, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that is uh, life is strange. Yeah, you know, like one of my least favorite plots in stories is like a thing where somebody fucks up something and then like has to spend the whole time fixing it to make things right again. I think brother bear is a really good example where he turns into a bear. He fucks around. Then he falls from a huge cliff. And basically the whole adventure is getting him back up that cliff. Oh yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie for so long. So <laughs> never seen brother bear. <gasps> it's just like, I cry. I cry it's just like, why are you spending all of this time doing this one thing? Like, then they give me a story with something to care about. Like it's seeing one guy, seeing one guy fix his mistakes for most of a movie is not exciting to me. How about seeing one girl erase all her mistakes at the end of the movie and in the game? Huh? It makes it feel like it didn't matter. I know. That's what I thought too, but I had to do it. Oh my gosh, Mike. Oh, I had to save the Bay. <sighs> not the Bay. There's a thing, like it's when it's too methodical is when it gets to me, like watching Memento always irks me. Because it's like the movie is just structured that way. It's structured to like a T where you have to learn everything in reverse. There's no room for error. There's no room for anything. When you watch a movie like The Limey and it's like The Limey is a movie that's similar to Memento and that it's about a guy trying to remember things. But it's it goes all over the place. It really takes you to different parts of the plot and like tries to weave together a story based on information you're learning as you go and make you actually like, you know, feel something, remember something, kind of take away something and kind of interpret your own meaning. I don't know. I always enjoy stuff like that a bit more where it's like you're coming to a new conclusion. You're coming to something more than just these are the events. I guess they happened. Okay. I don't remember Mental very well. I haven't seen it in years. I just remember being a good movie, but I don't know if that's true. But no, I mean, I, I don't think I made the right choice. I just made the choice that I felt I had to make. I was very tempted to choose Arcadia Bay, but I couldn't. And I was very tempted to choose the girl and I couldn't. All right, should we, any last things you want to say or should we go on to questions, comments, or memories? This was a very good game. It was a nice 
surprise for me. Yeah, so whoever is listening, if you haven't played it, you should play it. Even if we just spoiled everything for you, you should still play it. Hopefully you already played it before you're listening to this, but yes. <laughs> uh, all right, and then I'm going to read some comments, question memories from I Watched the Entire Overblood Super Replay. Uh, first one from Isaiah Bailey. Not many games get me to write two pages just to get my feelings out there. One of my favorite, easily. From Simeon Moore, easily one of my favorite games, playing it for the first time, and there's specific moments that hit me hard emotionally and didn't expect it. Protect Kate Marsh. I tried. Didn't work out so well. <laughs> and from friend of the show, Joe Butler, who's on the show often, A Life is Strange is on my list of games that had so much potential but is held back due to reasons. There's a couple of plot points left open or unanswered, such as Nathan Prescott was going to steal the totem at school and it affecting Max's powers, which there is no comment to that, I don't think, in the game, right? I don't remember anything about stealing a totem. I don't either. And yeah, the reason the storm either. hitting was supposed to be due to the consequence of playing around with fate, but all, all in all, the story is great and knows how to pull at my heartstrings. Also, Save the Bay ending is canon. There's a comic and the sequel confirms it. The Save Which Bay, though? Uh, B-A-E. Yes. Oh! Okay, now I want to play too. Yeah, well, so you just learned about what happened in 2, huh? I never played. I don't want to know anything else about 2. I never played 2, but... But you, but you learned the connection. Okay. I'm asking, did you learn what the connection is? No, I have no idea. What did you? Why do you say now you want to play two? Because he because he said that the, it's canon and the sequel confirms it. Therefore, she must be in two somehow. I'm assuming. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's there's, I mean. there's something. Okay, so that makes me want to play. I just I never played two. I've been interested, but I just didn't. I don't even own it, which is weird. Yeah, so like I loved two quite a bit when it came out. Uh, I think the last episode needs a little work, but everything else is great. But like playing this again, I really don't know which one I like better. Okay, that's like, high praise. It's. The, the, replaying this, despite it being such a linear game with choices, the writing is so good, and the ideas and the, like, the plot conceptions are so well thought out. Like, yeah. I, I, it's like it ends on a plot twist every episode, but every plot twist felt earned, natural, surprising. I don't know. It, it, they really perfected, I think, the episodic adventure series idea. I can agree with that, for sure. And this last one from this group, from Star Myers, friend of the show. Uh, one of my favorite games of all time. I remember staying up all night in my dorm room in Japan just to play the final episode when it came out because I was so invested. Life is Strange game I have played or watched others play probably over 10 times and one of the foundational cornerstones of my seven-year relationship. I wish I could experience the game again for the first time in all its glory. Yeah. Right? And one comment from the official Laser Time community from Eric Deliquilla. The Save the Town ending was an emotional gut punch for me. I actually cried during the ending movie. One of the few times a game gave me the feels. It is oh. sad. It's really sad when you don't save her. <laughs> Alyssa, do you know about the ending or do you want Mike to tell you? You can tell me. It, it, you, you see her have a funeral, essentially, for Chloe and all the people show up there. Aww. And it's just really touching. And she doesn't enter her pictures. So she never went to contest because she already destroyed it. She just she's just there and everyone's wearing black, of course, because it's a funeral. It's just a really sad little moment. It's cool. Just very sad. It made me sad, too. And made me question my decision making. But I have to do what I do. <laughs> oh. I can't help it. It's the right thing. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. Sticking to dogma doesn't always help you in the end. I know. <laughs> I just, uh, there is I, no war in Ba Sing Se. It's a, it's a good. And from the last group, uh, Giant Bomb, uh, from Drew Blanton. So I have a weirder one about this. I have worked in gaming retail for about 13 years now and had a regular customer who really only played the big AAA titles, only plays like Madden, sealed call, call of duty that kind of stuff he came came in his daughter probably 16 17 years old and said she was looking for a game they could play together i recommended life is strange after playing it with my wife knowing what the story deals and a lot of the content relatable to a teenage high school girl 
A week later, he comes back and tells me that he and his daughter both loved the game. It was one of the first things they were both really invested in doing together in a long time. And asked what other similar games I could recommend them. Probably my favorite experience in working sales I've had. That's great. Like that. And from Andre Cole, what is the best spoken line in video games? And why is it go fuck your selfie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I really like that line. Which from whom? From Victoria, when she says, go fuck your selfie. Well, the, yeah, that's uh, that's that's what I assume. But everyone says it at a certain point, it feels like. Oh, yeah. But it's well, just the Victoria's the one that first said, says it, though. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I, I just, get through into the dorm. I just love that the game also knows that that's so corny to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's hilarious. But sorry, yeah. I said, go fuck your selfie. <laughs> I think it's pretty damn funny. Uh, and then last comment I'm going to read from Paul Askew. Really enjoyed playing this with my wife a few years ago. A great game to play through together. Okay. Yes. I highly agree. Also, when I first played this, my wife also played it too. And she was going to play it for this time, but didn't finish it and working too much. So she was not on this episode, unfortunately. Uh, One day I'll need her. If you ever come to Minnesota, let me know. I will. Because I'm around. <laughs> and hopefully I should be working a nine to five job and not retail craziness. So I should be around <laughs> and have a life. <laughs> All right, and I think we should go to Shelf Stacker Box. And Alyssa, do you want to go first? Yeah, I will. Oh, I will stack it. Oh, uh, because uh, I don't know. I I really like this game. Like I I haven't played a game like this before, and um, I really like the gameplay style. And like I don't know. I think. Well, no offense to you guys, but like I'm young, <laughs> you know. And so like I don't know. I could like relate to like the characters a little bit more and stuff like that. You said you're young. Yes. She's 20. I'm 24. Yes. Okay. Um, so when you guys were talking about slang and stuff like that, I was like, Oh, because like for me, like it didn't really seem weird at all or anything. To be fair. I was about 24 when I played it for the first time. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. I was probably 29 or 30 when I played the first time. Old Mike, you're old. Mm -hmm. Um, Old man. But, um, but yeah, I think that I would definitely play this game again and like maybe choose like different routes and you know just kind of see how it goes. So yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, I I, I choose the same route every time I play because I don't have a choice in my brain. There's always choice. Yeah. The entire concept yeah. of the game. <laughs> Not for me. I can't pick bad decisions unless I'm achievement hunting, which I don't do anymore. So. Ugh. I'm strange. Okay, that's that's all I got. I'm the strange person. We know because of your okay. decision. At the end. <laughs> Plus, if you listen to the show enough, you know it too. So, and Dominic, what about you? Shelf stacker box. Oh, it's going on the shelf. It's a great game. It's a wonderful game. It's one of the best of that era. Okay. Like, it it does let Telltale pioneered so much better than Telltale. <laughs> it does. And like, as someone who played the final season of The Walking Dead and Life is Strange two back to back, or not even back to back simultaneously, like I think Don't Nod was always a step ahead. Okay. All right. I'll go last. I'm going to put this on the shelf too. I really enjoyed this game and it has always stuck with me. And it's a game that I recommend to people all the time when it comes up. And I had forgotten some stuff. Like I forgot how much I enjoyed it. Even though I knew the story, I still really, really enjoyed it. And it still was very heartfelt and made me care. Like even though I made the choice to save the bay and save the people, I still regretted it. Like I didn't think it was the right decision. I was just trying to make the decision that felt more democratic maybe i guess i don't know i have a weird thing when i play games that i try to save more people than one person type of thing i don't want to be i try not to be selfish which is uh, so that was kind of my thought pattern in this too odd but that was my my opinion for it but i, I really enjoyed it. it's going on the shelf i'm really glad i played it again 
I and now I'm excited to I want to play more of their work and I want to play other games in the series. Finally, like I, I need to get off my ass and play Life is Strange too someday. And I should really play Life is Strange True Colors because I own it. <laughs> I also, it don't up. forget Before the Storm. I do like Before the Storm, but not as much. I want to replay that again only because it's it's just a relationship drama, and that's what I really love to see. <laughs> no, no powers. It's just it's just Chloe and Rachel. It will be on the show one day, so I can say that for sure now. Mm-hmm. One day I'm going to put it on here and and play it again because I want to. So, <laughs> all right, and I think that's everything. Now I should introduce what we're talking about next week. Uh, next week we are talking about a very edgy game, Shadow oh, the boy. Hedgehog. <laughs> I was going to help out with that, but I decided no. I don't blame you. You played it and you're like, what am I doing, right? I also had too much going on next weekend. It's Pride oh, over okay. here in Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> you're all good. Oh, you're on a bunch of, I know you're on other episodes coming up too, but yeah, that's a, it's a game. It's a game. All right. I already beat it once in the time that in, t- in the day before we recorded this, when I sat down and just played it. So I'm going to be playing it this week. It's, it's a game. I mean, when you, yeah, the first thing you hear is gunshots when you do the select screen and you're like, what the fuck? But yeah. So can I, can I just say, and you can even cut this out and put this in next episode if you really I, want to, but you can say it. <laughs> Shadow the Hedgehog is like my ultimate example of being disappointed as a child with a video game. As someone who loved Sonic Adventure 2 so much and was fascinated by the story, seeing the way that Shadow the Hedgehog changed it and reconned everything that was cool and meaningful about that game to me at eight years old, hated it. It was the worst thing I ever experienced as a child in terms of like media and understanding that games can be bad. The fact that they just include fucking aliens out of nowhere after that was like kind of an interesting touching story between the hedgehog and a girl. Maria! Like, it was so much better done in Adventure 2. It was so simply done. It's really weird. I, uh, I then, completely uh, understand where you're coming from. And then all the UI changes are just so bad. Anyway, it's just yeah. so weird to, to have the Sonic world with guns. Yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. But I'll be talking a whole lot about that next week. <laughs> and no, One day I will finish all 27 endings or whatever it is. I'm going to try. Oh, since we're just about done, I want to put this in the end of the episode. But because, I mean, like anyone who knows, listen to the show. I I plan everything months in advance and it was a really weird fucking week for me to play life is strange because i had just gotten fired from my job and to play life is strange at the same time was very very weird it had a very surreal effect on it where like like, i didn't want to play it at first i'm like i'm not in the mood to play this i'm not in the mood to do anything because of the show and because the show must go on i'm like i'm gonna play this and as i played through it i mean that's the reason i listened to music because i i just wanted to get enveloped in something i needed to get out of my head i needed to get and it really had a really powerful effect on me it it, i think it made the feelings more because i could go through i'm going through my own version of grief what happened to me while these characters are going through something and i was really wishing to myself i really wish i had the ability to change time wouldn't affect anything in my life but it would have been nice just to change time like that idea imagine that like a few a few inches like here, I would rather do this a little differently and just rewind it. But so it, it just it was something it was very interesting to be like life is strange at the same at the same week that you have a what I consider to be a, an, an event in my life. That will probably be something I talk about <laughs> throughout my life for a while. So, yeah, yeah, you, you I was moving out of a bad situation and you lost your job. So we're both tied to this game inexorably. So I thought that was an interesting con. Like I always also judge like what happens to my life when I'm playing a game. Like right now yeah. I'm kind of in an edgy mood. So Shadow the Hedgehog is perfect when I'm in a kind of shitty mood and just like, I want to shoot aliens with guns and be a hedgehog. And it just works. So that that also really affects the way that games go when I play them on the show, depending on my personal mood. Yeah. And that's everything I need to say. Dominic, where can people find you at? 
Yeah, I'm on Dissonant Waves on YouTube. That is my music podcast. We review at least three albums every week. It's a fun time. Um, we're posting episode 98 this week, but trust me, the episode's coming up. Some of the longest we've ever had. Kingdom Hearts was four hours. Episode 99 is like four hours. Damn, nice. That four hours of a long fucking recording. I can tell you that. <laughs> you yes, know, we, yes. I still have to edit that shit. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> That's how I felt with Kingdom Hearts. I'm like, oh, God, what are we doing? What am I doing to myself? I'm also on Twitter at D-A-C-I-C-H-O-C-K-I. If you want my other opinions and things, go there. Otherwise, I'm on the Overlook Facebook group. And Alyssa, where can people find you at? I am on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Alyssa Billy. I do perler art. Oh, right. And if you enjoy this episode, you can support the show. For as little as a dollar, you can vote in our Patreon poll. Right now, we have the loser roundup poll from I took from four other polls. It's Loki season two and Amazing Spider-Man that are winning right now. The two that people voted for. I don't remember those who are even in there. So, but <laughs> for little as a dollar, you can go vote in the poll and help out the show. And you get to help fo- change up what's going to happen. Because I always put different things on there to see what people want us to do. So lose a dollar. You can help out the show and, and affect the show. So definitely go do that, please. Makes me very happy. <laughs> and want to give us out my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Hasphere. You can follow her on TikTok. She made our music, which is awesome. So go follow her on TikTok. She does post tons of videos. And want to give a shout out to my buddy Bill, who, Bill Tucker, who did the MCU roundup with me. He started his own podcast, A Gamer Looks at 40, which he interviews people and talks about how games have affected their life. I know he recently did an episode well, a few weeks ago at this point where somebody kind of talked about how Final Fantasy VI really changed their life. And I forget. I think the guy might have been a developer, but go check him out. He does great stuff. Really, really good content. So check him out. Great guy. And also, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We are on YouTube. Audio only, but I do post all the episodes there. So if you'd rather get your podcast that way. Go there, please. And you can, if you can't find what you're looking for, you can find everything on Podbean because Spotify, iTunes only go back 100 episodes. We have over 300 episodes, almost 50 at this point, almost 350. So check us out. Check us wow. out. It's a lot. It's a lot of fucking content. <laughs> a lot of games to play. Yeah. It's not even all games, but yeah, it's just so much content. I have so a lot of games to play. Over three and a half years. Oh. All right. And that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody.